All right, because it's E3. And it, it involves everyone. We're all joining together. Together in unison for E3? Yeah, for the for the biggest event of the calendar video game year. Well, maybe. I, I don't know. Hey, hey, Sean, how you doing? Hey, I did not go to E3. That's true. But um, you did go to Japan, but we talked about that. So. We talked about that. And, you know, that story continues to unfold because we have more live streams in the future. But You're right. Whatever. Um, hey, John. Hey. I'm, I'm Nathan. I'm not hosting. I'm, I'm just saying things out loud because E3 and, you know, we got to get this, this whole thing started. A lot of stuff happened. So this much stuff. This is the top-down perspective. Yeah. June 16th. It's June 16th. John he, is still in the States. I am yeah. somewhere in America in an undisclosed location. Mm-hmm. I have a destroyed throat. I'm still kind of sick, but I went to Disneyland, and now I feel like I had the crap beat out of me. I feel like oh, going I was hoping to Disneyland that kind of narrows down where you are. Yeah, undisclosed though. Still, like the specific. Sure. I'm, I'm somewhere in California, stuff. near where there we went go. to oh, E3. There you go. Yeah, that state has a lot in it. It has more people, I think, than our whole country, or very close. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy, you guys. Anyway, top-down perspective. You're right. We already did that. Video games. Video Sean, games. How did you experience E3? Uh, through my computer. Okay. How was like that? Most people and Twitter. Was that pretty fun? Because I was definitely, before it started, I was thinking, why did I even, man, this is just crazy. Like, I don't, traveling's fine, but it's just kind of stressful. Walking the streets at night looking for a hostel. Like, that part was scary. So, I don't know. At some point, I was like, was this all worth it? But then when the show actually started. Yeah, no, it was fine once I actually got there. But it was just like walking the mean streets of L.A. Not sure what's going to go down. I got my giant bag kind of. I'm honestly shocked you went the hostel route. What's wrong with hostels? I needed a bonus day. It was like a pinch hit. I needed an extra day really quickly, and I was just like, well, this works. So, whatever. And I I don't got all that sweet, sweet YouTube money. So. I do hosteling all the time. I'm not. Sorry, John. I'm not ragging on you. Um, You do hostels all the time? Great. This is my first experience. So, it worked fine. It was like going to camp, it was like a summer camp. There's a like bunk bed. Like in in hostels, you can also get like private rooms. So I know that was an option too, but I just was like, ah, whatever. I'll they offer this. those? I didn't think they did. Yeah, no, you, tons of them offer private rooms. Yeah. So it's kind of like a bed and breakfast at that point. Um, no, at that point it's just like a hot uh, hotel. I guess, but that that's if they won't come and like switch out your sheets. Yeah, and it's owned by you know it's a small building, a nondescript house. No, I've had huge buildings. Oh, okay. At some point, these are just motels or bed and breakfasts. Aren't they? But if they say I don't think I've ever been at one as small as a bed and breakfast, because that's like a house. Oh, okay. So those are smaller than hostels even in the public Bed and line? breakfast? You've never been yeah. to a bed and breakfast? I've been, I've to, been to a bed and breakfast once or twice before, and it was literally like a basement suite, kind of. Okay. I like yeah, My like, parents were big back fans home, of bed and breakfast. breakfast. Are just cottages, so. Exactly, you're right? Like, you're just renting out someone's room right. or something. Okay, so there's like one room to let instead of like six. So it's... Smaller. But the hostels like I've been to, they're like, yeah, four stories of rooms or. I think you know, this was only two. essentially hotels. Okay, this this was like a two-story house. What was this like a hostel international hostel or what? I'm try- It was some company, I guess. I don't know. I'm not really sure. The the weirdest thing that happened at that hostel was just kind of meeting uh one of the voice actors from the new Infamous game there. He worked there, 
And he, he worked was, at the hostel. Yeah, he made me some pancakes. And then, <laughs> like, I was kind of, like, he was like, hey, why are you in town? I was like, ah, there's this video game thing, you know, it's like this big conference. He's like, oh, come on, it's E3. And I was like, okay. Like, I didn't know if you would know, so I've just kind of been talking about it like sure, that. Sure, right. Um, so I was inadvertently talking down to this guy, and then he's like, oh, no, dude, like, I, I know all this stuff. Like, it's kind of like when someone says, hey, what are, what are you playing? And you just say, oh, you know, like, Game Boy. You don't tell them what game, because that's not going to do anything. And it's like, well, obviously a Game Boy. I'm seeing that right now. Like, you know, you're inadvertently talking to them like they're a simpleton, and that's not what I was meaning to do, but whatever. Yeah, that was a weird experience. That was a nice way to kick off that day. Uh, that was the press conference day. So I can actually, we can start with my experiences, because... The Microsoft thing was kind of what kicked off the whole thing, right? All right, sure. So we'll hear experience, then we'll run through. Right. So we'll run through the conference. So the whole reason I flew down a day early was because I got invited to the Microsoft press conference. Um, so I was just like, oh, sweet, this is this is awesome. I've never had this happen before. Great. So I RSVP'd to that, and then that was during like all the move and all this stuff, so I kind of lost track of it. And then the day before I actually left, I was like, wait, man, I never got like a confirmation email or anything. So I might have booked all this for no good reason. Like, I'm just flying down there and I'll walk up and they'll just be like, what? Get out of here, kid. And then I'll just be like, oh, and like walk down the street all sad. And then not even be able to see what's happening because I don't have Wi-Fi on the street. So I'll just find a coffee shop somewhere and catch the last 20 minutes of it or something. Like, I imagine this like sad scenario that wouldn't work out. Um, So... What actually happened was I got on the wrong bus and was just all around downtown Los Angeles, which is not where the Galen Center is. Like, that is wrong. Oh, it's not everywhere in downtown? I, I Yeah, it's kind of like all dense urban city place, but I got to a point where it's like, I printed out a Google map, and at some point it was like, hey, you need to get on this this number of bus, and it goes this way. And I was like, okay, sweet. I looked to the left, and there was a bunch of big buildings, and I looked to the right, and it just looked like the suburbs or something, so I was like, well, obviously it's to the left. So I got on the right bus number, wrong direction, into downtown. and then So you've taken two wrong buses now? No, I took one right bus, and then I, I my own personal like uh, instincts were totally wrong, and I went the wrong direction. Oh, okay. And then to right my mistake, it ended up being like just having to ask a bunch of bus drivers like how to get down to that region. And then I got there five minutes into the conference, and my name was on the list, which was like, oh man, this is great. And then they're like, all right, um, it's full, but we can show you the press overflow room. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm just glad to see it at this point because I was like walking around for like an hour and a half. And then, yeah, it was just a room with like a big screen and a bunch of like green lights and then there was like maybe 40 or 50 people sitting in there and did you get to at least sit down or did you have to like stand in a room? no i got to sit down but it was like just kind of annoying because you're so close yet so far like you know the actual event is happening like a hundred meters from you but you aren't in the room it was right. weird but i saw most of that press conference so john did you get to see the microsoft one i saw parts you... of it. i was in the airport during okay. it, so I I saw some on my phone. I actually caught yeah. um, Crimson Dragon trailer onwards, pretty much. So you oh, got to so see like the last like twenty minutes, pretty much, and, and you got to see that amazing sound glitch that yeah. happened, which was pretty funny. Like that happened twice, I guess, where there was just like, "Hey, start up the amazing game trailer." Total silence, and then the room started heckling the screen. Right, we'll get into this. Yeah, yeah, but, but okay. So I guess, guess start for minute context, one. I've watched. I watched all the press conferences and the Nintendo Direct. Nathan, what have you watched? 
Um, I watched the I watched the entire Microsoft One EA. Uh, like I'm gonna say 95% of the Nintendo One. It was on spotty Wi-Fi though. Um, and I I got about maybe 70% of the EA or the Sony One. I was I was out at a, eating supper and then I was like, crap, I gotta get back to Wi-Fi. And then I watched what was left. So I saw a lot of the big drops of news, but I missed some of the early stuff, which, yeah, I guess we'll get into that too. And John, what it, what, what have you watched? Uh, parts of Microsoft, uh, parts of Ubisoft, all of Nintendo, and parts of Sony. Most of the ones I just kind of hung out on Twitter and read because it was a lot easier to check because I didn't have the best Wi-Fi. Okay, so I wrote everything down so we can just go through it all in order. Sweet. And if you guys have played the game, you know, we'll talk, we'll talk about it. And if none of us c- care or can even remember... We'll just move on from that specific topic. We'll just go through all, I guess, six? Five? Five. Okay. Five. Okay, so we'll start with Microsoft. Started off Phantom Pain. Okay, I missed that. So I guess neither of you guys saw this, right? Yeah, I missed this. So this is Metal Gear Solid Five. Snake on a Horse. Oh, so it was probably the same trailer they had at their booth, because that trailer was on loop. Okay. Okay, maybe. Actually, I think I heard they may have had a longer one at the booth. Like, apparently there was, like, torture stuff at the booth one. Okay. But, uh, anyway, yeah, so you're on a horse. It's like a western now, open world horse stealth. You have to, like, slide on the side of the horse. Horse stealth? Okay. Yep. And was it was it clear that it was Kiefer Sutherland or not really? Uh, it it was, but he sounded fine. Okay. Like, I, I was kind of asking some people in line at the EA one about the beginning of it, and then they were just like, oh, yeah, I guess it was Kiefer Sutherland. I don't know. It was, like, gruff snake guy. It was like, okay. so Yeah, no, he, he was fine. He should yeah. be fine. Um, but, yeah, it was just a trailer, so I guess not a ton to say, but just kind of Metal Gear Solid going uh, Western is, bizarre, is is great. Yeah. And just weird. Um, so right after that, uh, new Xbox 360 uh, design. So the smaller, cheaper one, yeah, presumably. I, I don't see why they're doing it. I don't get it. Because I guess why not? But like, it's the same thing with the Wii Mini and the Wii U. Like, no, because the Wii Mini has like less features. This is the same. It's just yeah. This is more like there's. But I mean, I mean more so the timing the PS3, because like, right? Yeah, the new system. Well, PS One did this too. You know, like was it the PS1. same year? I thought it was like at least a year before PS Two came out. I thought I I don't know, but I thought that thing was definitely like clearly. Hey, this is the best version of this machine we're gonna put out, and now we're moving on. But you can still buy one. That's like that. And you're thinking the PS3 did this? Yeah, PS3's done this too. But that it was also during while it was still current. You know, right? The pop top one. um, But yeah. So the next ones I don't have too much to say. Uh, there they announced that starting this summer, uh, Xbox Live Gold members. Okay, sorry. Just when does the new 360 come out? Like right now? Apparently, it's already on sale as of that press conference. But no, I I haven't heard anyone say I found it in stores. They had the display of them there, and they they do seem pretty tiny. Okay, so I'm just you know like hey for the next five months that thing's still hot, right? Boom, still current. Well, 360 is going to be current for a while. Think of PS2, right? Yeah, yeah. But okay, so the gold member stuff, they tweaked some stuff. There's free games from yeah, so five years ago. Two free games a month, just so I guess they're trying to go for PlayStation Plus. And this is starting in July. They also they showed two examples. They're not going to be like the starting ones, but they will be part of it at some point. Yeah. We're getting the hot new, crazy new titles, Assassin's Creed 2 and Halo 3. 
Okay. That's really what now, they're starting with? Yeah. I, no, I just said they're not starting with these, but these will be in there at some point. But oh. these are the only... Ex- like, those are some high-profile yes, games. Part of it. They're, like, boasting about. And I'm not trying to be, like, on the Sony bandwagon thing intentionally. I'm just going to point out just before we started recording, I started downloading XCOM on Enemy Unknown, and I claimed my free copy of Deus Ex Human Revolution. Like okay, for, for I'm going to say Plus. you should stop downloading while we're Skyping. Oh, I paused it. I turned okay, it off. Okay, just making sure. Just saying, no, I'm just, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just pointing out, like, their lineup is kind of crazy impressive. Oh, for sure. Like, think of the most recent announcement. And we talked about this last week, but yeah. Uncharted 3 and XCOM. Like, yeah, I Uncharted also 3 is Uncharted arguably 3. the biggest game P- PS3 has, and XCOM was one of the top games of last year, critically. Yeah. They're giving us Assassin's Creed 2 and the Halo game that literally everyone has played. Right. Like, it's not even like, hey, here's, oh, I don't know. Halo 4, you know, like, the recent one. I guess 4 or even, what's the one, the the, the prequel one? Reach. Reach. They didn't even do that. Reach, okay. Yeah. It was just like, okay, thanks. I, I don't know. At least they're like, experimenting. It almost seems like, hey, you know, we got free free games too, and then they punch you in the stomach. Or it's more just like they so reluctantly reach into their pocket and pull out these dusty old games. And exactly. It's like, it's like ah, what, what can we I can do? What can we do? These. Oh, here's yeah, here's some lint. I guess I can Enjoy. spare these ones. That's sixty bucks a year. Like it's just like Scrooge or something. Like they just like it hurts them so much. Yeah. To be clear, no, it's Scrooge they, in the early so part far, of the story. Keep, keep in mind, they'll obviously have different ones, but from what they've shown, that's them basically saying, "Look, now we have a bullet point on gold that says we give free games." Right. It's all right. Microsoft, what are you going to do? This is the point now with the World of Tanks thing where I, I was there. So I started okay, watching. Okay, so yeah, and they announced World of Tanks coming out, also free for gold. So yeah. they're looking into some more like free games. And I just thought it was nutty. Like, there was just a giant tank parked outside the convention center. Just like, <laughs> okay. Oh, what? what is, oh, it's a World of Tanks thing. Okay. But it's just like military hardware just in the middle of the street. It was just weird. But After that was Max, the Curse of Brotherhood. I did play this one. Okay. Yeah. So if you want me to, the only thing go I can remember it. from it is I think I really liked the way it looked, like art style wise. Yeah. As as the trailer kept going, I was like, all right, there's some there's some vibrant colors and things here. Like, I will say, like when I started playing it, I was kind of just annoyed because I was like, oh great, a side scrolling adventure, or whatever. Like this is, I'm not feeling this. But then when the main mechanical hook kind of came in, it's this marker where you can kind of draw vines and things to kind of swing around. Um, okay. So it was kind of like a. This is with a controller. This is with a controller, so you're just using joysticks and stuff. Um, this was on 360. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. It it seems like a totally fine side-scrolling platformer action thing, but I don't know. It kind of a bit average, like just whatever. But maybe it has more personality in it than was immediately apparent in the demo. That 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 mechanic though is kind of neat to play around with. Like you're drawing vines and stuff on the screen. That kind of idea is kind of directly how I feel about the next game they showed. Okay. Uh Rise Son of Rome just maybe Nothing. there's something cool about it but it doesn't look like it. No, I, mean, I was this annoyed like with... a God of War type game. But this seems more like straightforward. A s- sword fighting uh, quick time event game. Yeah, so many just like mash, press X to stab guy in the throat, and you're just like, okay. And like, we, I was talking with some guys in the again in the line for the EA conference, like just like how scripted so much of what you were seeing was. Like it's just like why why was it panning over to show you some guy that took an arrow in the eye or like a ship exploded over here? Like it's just like I'm just trying to walk up this beach, and it's like trying to also be a cutscene while I'm 
doing keep, stuff. Keep in mind, they might have also done that just to show off the graphics for, like, that could have been an E3-specific yeah, demo. Right, they need the yeah. big thing for the show. I, I, I did notice some, like, uh, some of the Battlefield stuff they showed at EA definitely seemed to be like, why is this person looking at this for any other reason than this explosion looks cool That's and they want to the show reason, that off, but... so... But yeah, Rise did nothing interesting for me. It was just swords and hiding behind stuff, and yeah, super scripted, linear gameplay. But again, maybe that's uh, just the demo, but I don't know. Killer Instinct? Yeah. Are you excited about this, John? Because you're the fighting game guy. I played it. Okay. How was that? Interesting. Uh, I... Did you play it? Hang on, sorry. Did you play it on the Xbox One? Yeah. Or... So how was that D-pad? Actually, sorry, no, because oh. they had fight sticks there instead. So. Oh, that's right, that's right. Okay. So all so you, the, all the killers the demos I saw were fight one, sticks. But just not with the controller. Yeah. Okay, I, okay. I, I did get hands-on with the Xbox One controller, though. Okay. Yeah. That, we'll get to that later. Um, from a fighting game standpoint, it looks like Street Fighter Four. It plays like Street Fighter Four meets Marvel speed-wise. Okay. Um, combos seem really easy to chain together, almost, I want to say, like, Skullgirls, but I don't have too much hands-on experience with Skullgirls to make that assessment properly. Okay. Um, they added... Have you, any of you guys played the original Killer Instinct? No, I, I haven't played, played no it, Killer Instinct. I played a bit of it at a bus station, so I have, don't have many memories. There, okay. uh, When it said Saberwolf, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that, but I, I don't remember how that thing plays, really. Okay, yeah, no, it plays a lot faster... Um, there's also like this special bar that builds up at full that you can, you can activate it. And I, 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 they didn't say the name of it, so I'm just going to call it the killer instinct mode because, okay. uh, you seem to go faster, attack better, and any damage you take doesn't actually show on your meter till it wears off. Okay. So, uh, so I, like I technically died during my match, but kept going because I was in this mode. Right. So you just oh, kind of adrenaline okay. past it. You were still... Yeah. Living. I wonder if you beat the person in that mode if you win, if you've like already been dead, but you're. So yeah, what happened to me was like I lost all my health because I was in this mode. It didn't once the meter wore out, I was basically one hit away. So the other guy had to hit me once. Oh, okay, so you weren't like fully out. No, like it's not like so I don't know if it was just coincidental or if it was actual, but I'm pretty sure it was actual. Okay. okay. Who's the okay now? There since the trailer and everything, they've kind of announced this is a weird free to play type game. Yeah, from what I've heard, and I don't know if this is the full story or not. Yeah, you get the game for free, and you get Jago, so you get the, basically the game's Ryu. Oh, and, that's who that is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And any more characters you want, you have to pay for. But you can okay. already you can play it online. You can play against people just as the one character. But there's also going to be a retail version. Is that true? I didn't hear that story. I I yeah, Giant Bomb mentioned there is going to be a retail version. They haven't announced like what will be on the disc, but I'm assuming it's going to be like a a big chunk of what you could could buy separately. I I assume okay. the disc is going to be everything. That's that seems to make more sense. I don't know about everything, but I could definitely see it like kind of like almost a starter pack like thing. I guess we'll find out. Hmm. Like this definitely seemed to be like a thing people have been wanting for quite a while, but it was definitely just like not in my ballpark of stuff I'm super hyped on. But it was like okay, this is what Rare is doing. I don't think I saw their um, name on there. I their, thought their name is on the trailer. Okay. But I th another company is also there too, and I think they're the ones heading it up. I think Rare's only on there because they're probably offering assets, and some of the guys are doing music for it. But I don't. I think the the lion's share of the gameplay is not being done by Rare. Okay. okay. Huh. Uh, the next game, which I thought looked really cool, again just a trailer, Sunset Overdrive by the new... Insomniac. Yeah, it's a new yeah. Insomniac game. Um, which this looks cool. 
I guess Ted um, Price came out and talked about it. Yeah, it was like it looked like like a bunch of wall running stuff. It, it, then again, it also kind of looked it was I don't know if there was like zombies or something, but everyone was fighting with like orange paint. Yeah, and at some point, didn't dude like put a what looked like an energy drink canister in his gun, and then a giant explosion happened. Yeah, something like that. Like, it just it looked fast and weird and colorful, and it looks to be some sort of cooperative shooter thing or something. Yeah, but, I was getting kind of maybe like almost a Left for Dead kind of feel, but but goofier. In, in, yeah, Insomniac. So. Yeah. Um. Cool, I guess. I I haven't really played an Insomniac game in quite a while since Crack in Time, I think. Yeah. And like their latest game, Fuse, was getting kind of a lot of shrugs and. Eh, yeah, no, because it, it's really generic from what everyone's been telling me. Right. This at least looks to have some me- measure of personality and zaniness to it, but I didn't. Was it there in any playable way? Like, was it? Was there a theater demo going on or something? Or I didn't see a theater demo. I saw people walking okay. around wearing the shirt for it. So I saw shirts. Something. Yeah, I, I was seeing shirts around, but that was it. So I can't say much about it. It just, it was, eh, sure. Exclusive, weird, colorful shooter. Okay. Next was Forza 5, which I don't really have anything to say besides they said Drive Avatar a lot. They did say Drive Avatar a lot, but what they were saying about that was sort of academically interesting. But like, I've also heard, so what they were saying is like the game will watch you and then make an AI essentially based on what players are doing. Right. But I've understood. I understand this again just from Giant Bomb. That's been a feature in other games for a while now. Oh, okay. Like a lot of Tekken games have been doing that and stuff. Okay, but like so. in the context of racing specifically, it was just like, well, rubber banding is the complaint everyone has about a lot of racing AI. So that this is kind of like. No, you'll be playing against a computer, but it'll seem kind of like you're driving against people, and they'll screw up in realistic ways, and all that stuff. It's like, oh well, sure, I guess. Like, I, I, I it's not really my kind of racing game, so it's not right, something yeah. I'm keyed into. Uh, but that seems sort then of. Then they said Minecraft is coming to Xbox One. Okay, I do want to touch on this briefly because this was kind of one of the points that, at the end of the day, really bothered me. This was pretty much the only part of the this Microsoft press conference where they use the term independent games and they're just like hey man we're going to talk about independent games for a second independent games are great they've earned us like a billion dollars such as Minecraft moving on and that was it like they did not talk about anything else except one game briefly in trailer form which I hope is on here somewhere oh yeah it is yep yeah um, but that. it just seemed to showcase like our attitude is how many dollars can these make us this one is our favorite because of that criteria Whereas, Keep in mind, though, like this was, I think, the only press conference on TV. And no, Minecraft EA was on like, TV. But out of all not indie that that games, matters. that's the one you would show off, and people would go, "Oh, I know the Minecrafts. My yeah. kid plays the Minecrafts." But Xbox it's Xbox One. It's just a port of the same old thing, though. Like, I don't know. But okay. Minecraft's still pretty popular, so it makes sense. Minecraft for them to is, say I know, around. for sure. But it was. It's still just. I don't know. It seemed to reflect a bit of attitude that was not syncing up with my you know, elitist sensibilities. So I was just like... Okay, eh. next game I'm actually really interested in. Okay. Remedy's new game, because I really like Alan Wake. Mm-hmm. Quantum Break. So, yeah, this wasn't... This was in-game something. I'm not really sure what is happening still, but... It seems... So, again, they're doing kind of TV show setup style, and the game will take place over the course of, like, a season of television, and there's a lot of, like... um. FMV sequences based on what you played, and so they have FMV cutscenes on how the st- show was going on. Mm-hmm. But it seems like you can control time or something, and there's like a mystery going on. 
Yeah, Not like, like remedy. In the trailer, there was like a explosion that was frozen, and then they were basically saving somebody just before they die. Seemed right. to be what was going on, and it was just yeah. like. Kind of a neat look to the game, like cool, like not cell shaded, but weird hard outlines on stuff. Looked cool, I guess. I I still don't know what the actual minute to minute gameplay will look like. Like, is it just a kind of shooter? Like Alan Wake I, ended up I'm being. I'm not sure. Did they show any the game at all, or just like the not in against? not at the show okay. or uh, the conference? Yeah, I was I was hearing like there was some behind closed doors press stuff being shown in that game, but I'm still not I'm not sure what that was comprised of either. So. Yeah. Is it actually a TV show too, or is it like an episodic game with live action stuff in it? It's an episodic game. Like, it's not a TV show, like, on cable, if that's what you're asking. Right. It might right. be like the show it's... that was in Alan Wake. No, it's kind of like. It's going to be an episodic game, but you get all the episodes. So, like, Alan Wake was set up into chapters, but you had them all. Right, okay. And then, based on what the choices you make while playing the game, the FMV cutscene that will be presented to you will change. Oh, okay. So, so you kind of get to control how the TV show is working. All right, yeah, because Alan Wake was broken up into basically episodes, but it right, was which, and one they called them chapters. Yeah, it was okay. like a book, right? Yeah, yeah. So, all right, interesting. Remedy's done interesting. Next stuff one. This was like a super short trailer. I was still uh, amazed to see it though. Yeah. So D four. Yeah. This is by Swery. And it said um, like from critically acclaimed director Swery sixty five, and I was like, what? Like, yeah. I love uh, that guy. Looks. Super kind of like Catherine art style, like everything looks kind of drawn. Yeah. Um, and all it seemed was there's a guy kind of going crazy, and uh, colors. Mm-hmm. And I think it said yeah. episodic in the trailer. Yes, you did. I guess I'll ask this question: Does it seem like it has any tie? I didn't see this trailer at all, but does it seem like it might have any ties into the series D or D two? Uh, like. What do you I don't mean? even know what those are. Those are older Sega Saturn era games. I think that D2 was on Dreamcast. Sega Saturn, you say? Yeah. Check out our live stream. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. Nice tie. I don't, I don't I have know. No idea. I don't... It didn't say anything about that, and I haven't heard anyone mention those games, so yeah. I'm going to assume no. Um, I was seeing Swery was asserting that, no, this is an Xbox One exclusive. Um, I guess that Microsoft is funding it in some way. He was saying they gave him the opportunity to do it. So that's why that's it's great. exclusive. So, hey, guy got a job making a big game, so that's cool. That's great. But, yeah. Swery was at a Microsoft press conference. Yeah. That's cool. And apparently he was going around the show wearing really awesome fashionable scarves or something, but I didn't notice him at any point, so I would have said hi, but I didn't see him. Now these next three, I don't actually remember anything about them. Project okay. Spark, Upload Studio, and Crimson Dragon. Well, Project Spark was actually kind of neat in some way. It was... It seemed to be them kind of channeling little big planet style or or to some extent Minecraft like customizable building your own thing. Is this the one where you like build like and I'm going to make a mountain range and then a moat? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. Okay. Like he was using a tablet to kind of craft a landscape and he's like I'm going to throw a bridge in here right, and now right, we're going to okay, fight some trolls or something. And then there was a rock who was his little buddy and then became a giant rock golem mech yeah. thing or something. Like yeah, it the art style wasn't Really, like, it just, I don't know, something about it was just kind of like, alright, like, fantasy wow-ish sort of thing. I, I walked weird. by their booth, and I saw them doing a live demo of it, and I saw them, like, painting trees onto a landscape and, like, terraforming, stuff like that. It, looked, it reminded me more of SimCity at that point than anything else. Reminded me a lot yeah. of, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, when they first showed Little Big Planet karting on the Vita, mm. where it was just kind of like, or it was it even Mod Nation Racers, maybe? I think it was Mod know, Nation Racers where they just Where they were kind of like, and now here's a whole bunch of trees. Yeah, which was like... 
there are trees, a dome type formation, there it's yeah, a track now so. or something. You're just like, okay. Kind of tech um, demo y stuff, so. Yeah, the the coolest part about that trailer, like, I was starting to glaze over during it, during their demonstration of it, when it was just like, hey, you can basically make a tower defense game. I was like, oh, great. But then, when they started showing just, like, a bunch of examples of stuff people could make, it was like, oh, this is little Big Planet esque because there was, like, people making space shooters and, like, racing games, and, like, there was a weird Limbo-esque art style, like, uh, thing in there somewhere. Like, I don't know. It... it Okay. Looks potentially interesting. It's like a and then what was tools. Upload Studio? I don't remember. Wasn't that I, just that might have been the game videos? DVR? That was probably the game DVR type stuff. Yeah, no, that's exactly because that's the point where I saw Killer Instinct for the first time. This is where I tuned in. I tuned right. in right at the end of Spark. Oh, was this? This was the awkward, rapey joke. Yeah, thing that happened. Okay, I must have missed this. Okay, so they they had uh, the producer of Killer Instinct come out and uh, a female who was I think head of Xbox Live. Some community manager. Was this the one where he like beat her and then she beat him? Yeah, but yeah. when when he was beating no, her, I think she he... was working on Killer Instinct. No, she wasn't working on Killer Instinct. She's I think head of Xbox Live or something like that. She was involved heavily in Xbox Live. Okay. I want to say she was community manager at the very least. Mm-hmm. I but, don't know uh, for sure, but yeah. All I remember Trash is talk. the dev was just beating her senseless in the game, and he was saying things like, uh, "Don't worry, soon it'll be all be over. Just let it happen." It was just if you heard it out of context, people. Oh, were like, I heard that. Okay, yeah. sure. If it, people said if that was heard out of context, that would basically be a rape scene. It was pretty. Yeah, was, even as it was happening, it was just like this is kind of weird, creepy trash talk. Like it's staged trash talk. Weird, creepy tra- tra- trash talk, or Xbox Live, which they make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or so, just, they, you yeah. know, <laughs> getting getting you ready for creepy things people might say to you on a microphone. People will say to you. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess yeah, that was that was also them showing off some of the achievement stuff. That might have been the point where they mentioned that it's a thousand friends now. Like Did they say a thousand? I thought they just said there was. There's no limit. Oh now. right, it's now no limit. Yeah, the number is a thousand though. That was no, because I think it's changed again. Oh okay, I, maybe I was looking at an old PR document, so maybe it actually isn't limited. But the way yeah. they pitched it, it was just like now all of your friends can join, and it made it sound like they're trying to not mention the number, like it's still a hard limit, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. I might be wrong. Alright, but I, yes, heard, I heard the number 1,000 thrown around like you did, so I wouldn't be surprised if that was the hard limit, but like, yeah, they probably think lot, no one's going to have that many friends. Yeah. Like, at some point, it's irritating to be following too many people, because it's just yeah. like, hey, do you want to be invited into this game? It's like, no, dude. I oh, hey, 186 of my friends are online right now. Awesome. all playing and, Call of Duty. Yeah, 200 invites to Ghost. Let's go. What's Crimson Dragon? Okay, Crimson Dragon. John, do you want to take this one? You sure. seemed keenly interested in this. Yep. Uh, made by the creator of the Panzer Dragoon games. Um, yep. This is a spiritual sequel to that. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be Connect only, kind of like how uh, the the spiritual sequel to Res Child of Eden was. Mm-hmm, sure. But I assume now it's controller based. And the trailer they show was basically like this, like flying around in areas, like shooting stuff, like how the other Panzer Dragoon games are. But okay. the the this trailer had no nice. sound. Yeah, <laughs> this was where the the demo, like the stuff, started having weird technical problems periodically. So, yep, no sound. People get, were yelling stuff. But Dead Rising Three. Dead Rising Three. It's exclusive, oh. apparently. I was yeah. excited, and then the more I saw and heard about it, the less excited I got. It just looks less, like, crazy. That's the thing. They specifically said humor was getting in the way of them telling a story, so they got rid of the humor in the game. Oh, great. That's the wrong thing to do. (laughs) Yeah. I know. That's why I said the less excited I got. And apparently it wasn't playable there either. All the 
they were just like theaters they had were just to watch someone play it. Gross. Yeah. I'm hoping enough people go like, where's my PP? That they'll, you know, go back. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Uh, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Uh, I think it was just a trailer again with Witcher stuff. Yeah. Um, no one, no one here plays Witcher, so no. I've I've heard good things. Like a lot, a lot of the stuff being pitched around this one is like this might be the one to jump in on for like the mainstream. Like this could be their Elder Scrolls Four for the series, kind of where a okay. lot more people jump in. Um, the one kind of weird ironic note about it was it's a Polish development studio, and the Xbox One just with like limitations and stuff on features and whatnot won't be able to do a lot of stuff in Poland. So, like, their home studio, that, I don't know, their home country won't be able to take advantage of a lot of the stuff the Xbox One does. I don't know. There's a lot of negativity floating around in general, but that was one specific, like, uh, that kind of sucks that was uh, floating around the show. But okay, Battlefield 4. Battlefield this was the one that no also had sound, the, right? Yeah. They, just they had, the trailer really had no sound, and then they, had the, they waited around and redid it. Yeah, it took a while to, like, start up. And then it just kind of cut to the end when there was, like, an exclusive DLC announced on the screen. And then it was just like, oh, okay, well, we'll show you... Oh, are we still going? Okay. And then just stood waiting even longer. And, yeah, it got kind of kind of cringy. I felt really bad for them. Like, it was... Yeah, that, that, that just sucks. Um, okay, so this is one, Nathan, you were excited. Blow. This is, like, the yeah. indie game. This was the other kind of indie game. This was Cappy. Um, mainly just the look of it looked really cool. Like, I, I don't know. It looks kind of like a sword-wielding adventure thing. I'm told it's roguelike in some sense, and the, the art style looked really cool. I, I like the sense of scale. Like, your dude is really small, and then there would be, like, a giant door. And it's like, okay. That was, like, 50 seconds, though, so I don't know much more about that. It was just kind of like, oh, what's that? And apparently that is also an exclusive. That seems to be the current... Um, okay thing on that, that that may well be an exclusive game which is kind of weird for a little indie thing but sure I guess well it's good for the indie thing I guess I guess but at the same time like it just feels weird to me like this was a thing I felt generally when playing uh, like Mercenary Kings and some PS4 stuff like it's just like this could run on like a lot lower hardware than it this is like is this exclusive to next gen for no reason other than money or is it actually going to be on everything. Like, I could just, like, oh, I'll load up my PS3 and download it there. Because, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. But, what, yeah. What, they need exclusives, so it could just be a money thing, but who What knows? game did they yeah. say? This is Below. Yeah, oh, the okay. Cappy game. The, um, yeah. But this next one will be at least a Microsoft exclusive. Yeah. Uh, Halo? I'm not sure if you've that, heard about it. That uh, trailer. Oh, God, that trailer. Like, you didn't like it? No, it was just like it looked like it was going to be so much more, and then like you see, it kind of looked like Journey, if anything, because he's just saw know. This person yeah. walking through a desert with like a giant cloak on, so yeah. he can protect his suit of armor. Yeah, he I know. Back, he pulls that back was... the hood, and it's Master Chief. That was so funny to me. Like it was just like this cloak is so stupid. Like this exists just so you can have a dramatic reveal, but that doesn't make sense. Like why would you wear that if you have like super awesome space armor? Like, to be fair, though, from, like, a game perspective, who cares? But, yes, it is... No, it like, was just as a trailer thing. Because, yeah, I was getting pulled in. It's like, what is this? Some mysterious thing. Like, he's walking through the desert. He's got a lot of cloaks. And then the more sci-fi it started becoming, I was like, oh, no, is this just Halo? And then it was like, blows off. Yeah, it's Halo. And you're just like, oh. And they didn't even... They just called that game Halo. They didn't say a number or anything. It's just right, Halo. So it's just like, who knows we didn't forget about Halo, you guys. There will be a new one. Yeah. <gasps> 
343. But and then Titanfall. Titanfall was the big closer for them. Yeah. Which, Titanfall. Yeah. Okay. Um, there was a booth there for it, but it wasn't to play it. I thought there was. Uh, you go in and they just you watch a multiplayer game played by the developers. Okay. Where you get to see two screens of it. And I'm gonna say, I think I will probably get that game. A lot of people seem to be like really feeling Titanfall. Yeah. It's only multiplayer. You can be either just like a soldier, or you can jump. Like you can call in a Titan. And it's like a big mech suit. Yeah. There's lots of wall every, running stuff. Every player has a suit. Yeah. Um, there's a cooldown on it. You can't use it for the first minute and a half, I think, was the, what the timer said. And then every time it gets destroyed, it's out for either 30 seconds to a minute. And okay. for those who don't know, this is the new game, or the first game by the Respawn guys. Respawn so Entertainment. So, Call yeah. of Duty 4 dudes. Yeah. yeah. Infinity like War. the Modern Warfare 1 and 2 team. Right. So, you know yeah. how much you like those Call of Duties? Well, these are the guys. And this has mechs, so, so yeah. And there was a pretty big, impressive stuff. fake mech in there. But, yeah. It it moved around like the gameplay moved around pretty cool. Like you could just run off walls to get around faster. You had like jetpacks for double jumps in midair. Mm-hmm. The shooting yeah, and was, I, and I was, was nice listening. To, they were on the bombcast. You can if you can keep wall running, you can get up to like really fast speeds. Okay, so sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, the soldiers, soldiers can take down the mechs as well, too. It's not just a case of you need a mech to fight a mech. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was Microsoft's. Uh, now for the shorter press conferences. So we got EA was next. I was there. Very cool. I was, uh, I really liked, like, I, I think I really liked EA's, but Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare, which I will just say I love that name. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to get snippy about it. No, I think that's like a. I think that's a really clever name. Okay, I will say I was in the same boat as like some other folks. I was seeing reactions on Twitter of just like when that trailer played, I thought it was a joke because they they styled it after Battlefield Four, like the all the like pounding distorted music and everything, and then it was just like Plants vs Zombies, Garden Warfare. And I was like, ha ha ha! Now they're just gonna show Plants vs Zombies Two, and it's like, hey. You know, like, this was a way of amping up something, and it's like, sure. no, we actually made it into an action game. No, I'm interested. I Okay. Class-based horde mode? Yeah. Uh, I like that. It, so. lo- it looks a lot like uh, Iron Brigade slash Trench, right? Like, that right, was what I was with, getting. But with a class-based thing. Right. Well, wasn't so. there kind of big, bulkier mechs versus your smaller ones? Like, well, you could customize your mech and right. assign your own class, but this was... This is this is basically, right. you know, Gears through or Ju- Gears of War Judgments multiplayer, where it's horde mode, but you're kind of you know more setting up barriers and whatnot. Okay, is this a downloadable game or is this a full sixty dollar no thing? They haven't said. They've said it's coming to Xbox One and then three sixty. That's all they said. Okay, I I, I don't know if, it, if it's gonna be an kind of end situation. Then it probably sounds like downloadable. Probably. Okay. Probably. And then they uh, just and then said... that guy jumped at the end and said Peggle two. Yeah. And then rainbows appeared and stuff. Um, so, so, followed by Titanfall again. Yeah, they went into more detail on that. I'm trying to think if there's any specific stuff to there. Not really. Yeah. Like, yeah. Star Wars Battlefront, which was just like a 40 second trailer, but enough to get a bunch of cheers. And the internet loves that game more than I ever did. I didn't play much of it, but okay. Battlefield with Star Wars, it's yep. coming, and Dice is making that. I so. thought you played Battlefield too, though. Or Battlefront I Battlefield. Too, sorry. Not really. I don't. I don't know if I. I don't know if I ever played the second one. I think I played a little bit of the first one at a friend's house. And I was just like, okay, that was Pandemic, right? Yep. Yeah. Um. No, I know it has like a lot of p- big fans, and I. I'm not opposed to the idea. Like I like 
those films and everything. It just, that never was a thing for me. But sure, that could in theory work out to be a really cool game. I don't know. And it is dice, so they do know how to do large-scale war games, so... Yeah, they're, yeah, they do. They're working on some of those right now. Um, Need for Speed Rivals, that was... Yep, new Need for Speed game. You're the biggest Need for Speed fan here, did this do anything for you, or...? Not, not really, it just kind of looked like, oh, more, more chasing. Did they say okay. it was Criterion on it? It looked like Criterion. I don't think they said. I don't, I don't think they said either, but I think one of the guys that went up to demo it was... Well, apparently, well, they announced like last year that Criterion is now doing all the Need for Speed in some way. So I'd assume so, right? Like they're but. supervising producers or something. Like I swear, one of the gentlemen on screen, like I noticed under his name, it said something about Criterion. I was like, oh, okay, okay, huh? Or at I'll, least you know, I'll probably still familiar. end up picking it up because I like my yearly racing game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, nothing really specific stuck out to me. Did Dragon Age Dragon Age Inquisition was next? Did they just say stuff about it? I don't remember really. Just a trailer, it. just kind of like it's, this is happening. Okay, so I don't know. Now you just said sports stuff here. Yeah, um, that's fair. <laughs> I will just say like there were some weird moments during that. I don't know why Drake was there. Like I, we have discussed briefly on this. I'm a fan of that man's music. He's okay. FIFA? He likes FIFA, right? He apparently is also like a world-renowned FIFA fan. And every time that he FIFA plays FIFA, fan. he can't help but think about the developers. Yeah. So, I don't know. That was like the last person I was expecting to walk out and tell me about a video game, and then it was just like, what? What? Okay. Well, Weird. remember like a year or two years ago when they were introducing Just Dance 1 or 2, they had I think it was Usher come out and just start doing a dance routine. This was during but the Usher, no, Usher came out last year for Dance Central 3. But he's like a dance man, and it's a dance game. You know, so you're saying, like you're saying is, that makes more sense than Drake coming out. Well, for a soccer for, game, like if you got like some giant athlete to come out, I'd be like, this makes all of the sense in the world, or like some famous broadcaster or somebody. But it's just like hip hop star Drake loves FIFA. Well, like, maybe his song is probably featured in the game too. Well, Nathan, that that was you, the connection I made after. Nathan, Drake loves FIFA. Okay, you love Drake. Yeah, you love FIFA. Maybe I by proxy love. Maybe they're just trying to get us, all us Drake fans to try FIFA out. That's probably the thing. Yeah, that is flawless logic. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I guess, and the other thing briefly was, it was really weird to see how much Dana White's attitude has changed because that dude hated EA like three years ago when that THQ. Who is Dana White? He's the UFC guy. Yeah, he's the head of the UFC. They brought out like three UFC guys, didn't they? Yeah, there was like a few UFC champions. Like, champ, the recent guy came out the belt holder or whatever, and then Dana White like created the UFC and all this, and then just to hear him talk like. Man, EA is so great. Their marketing is amazing, and it's just like you were just trash talking them like four years ago. The only reason he was trash talking him is because there was a separate entity. He had to compete with the uh, UFC over at THQ because I know he had Supremacy MMA or whatever the heck it was, just MMA. It was just weird to see like that guy. Had, you know, money changes everybody's attitude. I guess it was kind of all right, but okay. There's a new. UFC game. I guess for me, that kind of means there's no more Fight Night, and I actually kind of liked Fight Night games. But that was Fight Night always took like every four years to come out, so maybe that's the game plan. Like, remember when some of this technology UFC games were almost like becoming annualized? They did too, and then 2010 didn't do as well as 2009 Undisputed or whatever. I just remember when they first started doing that, and it was like, wow, weird. That was one of the like last big hits THQ had, and then it just kind of started dwindling after that. Saints so. Row Three. Saints Row Three. You're right. That was also a thing. Did was that shown off at any press conference? Not really. No. Like I Saints played Row 4, it. You mean no? Saints I don't Row think 4, anyone yeah. was expecting it to be big, and 
Saints Row 4 I saw at, like, both Sony and Microsoft. Yeah. I guess we'll, we'll talk about that later when we get to stuff we played, but, okay. Then there was more Battlefield 4 stuff. I will say the specific thing I was looking at that was weird was there's a point where the ship starts tilting and all those planes start falling off the deck. This was in, the, I guess, the Microsoft demo. And dude just watches the planes as they slide off. And it was just like, if you were actually in a firefight, why would you look at that? Like, it was just like a demo moment. Well, he's not actually in a firefight. He's playing a video game. I know. It was just, it was like, this could be more immersive than this is right now, and it's not. But, yeah. The actual demo they showed at this one, though, like, that building fell over, and I was not expecting that to be able to happen. So that was kind of cool. But did this do anything for you guys, Battlefield? Uh, no. I know it'll be good. I might end up playing at some point, but I have not played two or... I don't think I've played any Battlefield games except for 1942. I was Yeah, I played 1943 quite a bit, actually. But um, that was the last Battlefield game I played a bunch of. And I played the Bad Company, like, single-player games. So, yeah. I, I, again, I, I didn't even try this out. Like, there was a point on day three where I was like, oh, I'm heading into the convention center as it's opening. Maybe I'll go check out EA, but there's already a huge line. I was like, not worth it. So that's about how diehard of a fan I am, like, super fickle. Like, it's like, if if I could play it right now, maybe I would, but not interested enough. But then there was one more DICE announcement. Mirror's Edge 2. Mirror's Edge 2. I'm excited. Well, actually, it's not called Mirror's Edge 2, though, right? It's just called Mirror's Edge something something. I thought they said Mirror's Edge 2. I don't think a 2 came up on screen, because, like... Okay, maybe not. It, it, it is might as well be 2, anyways. But it's, it's a prequel, though. But it's a prequel, and it's sort of a reimagining in a way which is kind of what made some of the more developer types I follow on Twitter a little nervous, because it was just like, wait, why was there so much punching and kicking and stuff in the trailer? I want to be running, and that's all. I just want a running game. To be fair, I'm hoping like, that's just because that they need of, to show more action. Yeah, like, Mirror's Edge had a ton of disarm stuff that was all, like, punching and kicking. So. Yeah, but it was nobody's favorite part of the game. No, no, was... no. The combat was the, not the focus. It was all the uh, getting around. The yeah, cool so navigation. I'm just glad that they're stuff. doing it. So we got to buy it this time, guys. We can't just. <laughs> can't just. We all said we would if it happened, and it's happening. Don't look at me. I bought it all wrong. Two or one. Right. What, what, okay. what if they screwed up? It's supposed to be open world something. I don't know. And they, they were talking about empowering. This, to be faith. fair, this is this is a game that could get away with open world. Yeah, like I wouldn't mind if it's just like, hey, you need to get to this point in the city, and then you're kind of vaulting around. Like I, think I see. Why is that sense it, of speed is there? Yeah, like you were you were actually comparing it to Burnout Paradise if it's designed like that, right? Yeah, like if it's just get here, like and you go can fast. do open well, keep, world. Keep in mind, in Fate's really cool job way. is as a delivery person, so it could all be about like, okay, you have to get across all these rooftops to get here, right? Yeah. And you so kind of make, make your it your work own like route. the Star Trials they had in the first game, straight into the main game. But yeah. the first one, you got that sense of speed because everything was like you have one way to go basically, and just make sure you're sliding at the right time. Right. As long as they can keep that and still make it open world and I'm not just kind of fumbling around, then I'm okay. And I guess as long as they do this, like a thing where it's just like, hey, if you don't want to fight, you can be really good at running and avoid it. But if you do get in a fight, we actually made those mechanics better. Like, I guess that's tolerable compromise, but I don't know. Still, that trailer was right at the end and cool. Like, yeah, why not? They're finally doing the thing. This right, next Ubisoft one? press conference. Complete black hole. I have no idea what happened here. So all right. Yeah. Um, so that lady from last year was back. Girlwood. Aisha Tyler. Aisha Tyler. She's the okay. female voice from uh, Archer. Okay. Um, they start off with Rocksmith 2014. So I guess it's annualized now. Well, sort of. That last one was a while ago, but 
Yeah. I'm just saying, this one is called Rocksmith 2014. Oh, so you're saying going forward there's going to be annual Maybe. sequels. That's, I would assume so. Did they say huh. this was for the new systems or still for 360 PS3? They didn't say. Okay. Uh, then they showed Splinter Cell Blacklist. Okay. And the trailer didn't really show anything besides a lot of faces of people being like, the world's under attack. We gotta do something. You need to do something. You need to do something. The world's under attack. Blah, blah, blah. Call this guy. And then, yeah, I don't know. Was it Blacklist clear still coming out. that it was Sam Fisher there with a new voice? I don't think so. Okay. I heard this from a couple people. This press conference was kind of just last year's press conference again. Okay. Because right after this, they showed Rayman Legends. Which should have been out by now. Right. Which, you know, they showed last year. And I'll kind of skip ahead a little bit. They showed another Assassin's Creed. They showed Watch Dogs again. So it was kind of like, you guys did all these games last year. Okay. But anyway, yeah, so Rayman Legends, that's still coming out. Um, Then they showed a game called The Mighty Quest for Epic Loot. Self-aware dungeon crawling game? Is that what yeah, that is? Yeah, something like that. I didn't really pay too much attention to that. Okay. South Park. Which is now them, which is new, I guess. That yeah, something about don't fart on a guy's balls was the joke. That that sounds like something <laughs> from South Park. So edgy. Yeah, so if you got... But I've been hearing good things about that South Park game. Well, it's Obsidian, so hopefully yeah, that at least, is At least be written quality. well. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, then they announced a new game, The Crew. This is a racing game. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was a racing game. That was that and The Division were ones people were saying, like, oh, man. Right. The Division's cool. at the end, so we'll grab there. But this is The Crew, so it was a racing game. Okay. Um, I didn't get a ton going on, but it had the whole, you know, it's a single-player game, but they zoom out, and, oh, you get to see the whole map. It's actually a multiplayer kind of game. Mm-hmm. Similar to, like, every Need for Speed now. Um, then they showed Watch Dogs again. Uh, that's still Watch Dogs. Just Dance 2014. Which was, I guess that's annualized now? That's super popular, so that makes that sense. That makes sense to me. It's like, here's this summer's music hits, exactly, top 40. Yeah. Now you can dance to them. Like, why do DLC when you, you'll you buy a full product? Yep. Rabbids Invasion, which is a TV show with interactivity. What? What is yeah. that? What does that so mean? So here's my best understanding of it. Okay. Nickelodeon is doing Rabbids Invasion. Nickelodeon does cartoons on TV, but the Connect will also let you play with the Rabbids. So, but so, so it's but, cartoon. But, but when they when you were playing, it was stuff like, "Hey, in the show, these two rabbits are about to have like an egg fight, and so your job is to throw eggs at them." But then just the show continued, and it was basically like a show was going on in the background and then egg things were like flying across the screen because you were waving and aiming. So what you're doing is having no real impact on anything. No real impact, no. But at the end it will tell you your score because, you know, it's like almost two separate things on top of each other. Weird. So it's like the Kinect recognizes it's a TV show and just loads up like, here's the overlay game. But I I don't, I don't, yeah, the thing is, is I don't know if it's actually on like TV or if this is just like download an episode. I'm, I I need to now ask a question of, like, this weird old TV thing. Okay, so Captain N, didn't that have, like, Zapper you're, or something? You're thinking Captain Power. Captain Power. Okay. I, was, I, I don't was thinking even know what you guys thing. are talking about. How does, how would, the, the show obviously couldn't give you a score, right? How the way, would you... from, from what I've heard, the way the Captain Power thing worked is that 
the gun you you bought like a little toy gun, and okay. you shot it at the TV during an episode of Captain Power. And uh, the way the enemies in Captain Power worked, they had like these glowing screens on their chest that were their weak spots. I'm assuming okay. the gun tracked you then, right? Yeah, because the the yeah. they they glowed like a distinct color. There was like CG purple. And if you shot that with a toy gun, the gun recognized you shot a bad guy and gave you points on the gun. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So this is kind of like that, where they don't actually interact. Anyway, um, lots more rabbits for you guys. I'm, I'm kind of excited. You, I, are you rabbits always rabbit struck fan? me as kind of a TV show cartoon kind of thing. Okay. I guess. Except they have no personality besides running They're around crazy. yelling. Yeah. They, they run and smack each other. To be fair, that hasn't stopped the majority of things on TV. You're I right. Just your slapstick. Totally right. Oh, yeah, it's totally like those Despicable Me minions. Exactly. Like right. the same thing. Right. Weird. Okay. All right. Assassin's Creed 4. Black Flag. Mm-hmm. Black Flag. Um, more pirates. Yep. Not much to say about that. It's Assassin's Creed. I, I saw a trailer, I think, at the Sony one. Um, so dude shot a bunch of guys. He had guns. Yeah, you of... have guns, you can stab guys, there's <laughs> boat stuff again. Yeah, there's there's crazy pirate-looking dudes with big beards and wooden legs and yep. all that stuff. So Assassin's so. Creed 2014, am I right? <laughs> that is the oh, next step, really. Just annualize yep. these. Like, yep. Well, they have, but just own up to it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then they showed two trailers for two new Trials games. I guess it was kind of one trailer with two games. Okay. Trials Fusion which is coming to next-gen consoles, and Trials Frontier, which is a mobile Trials game. Hmm. Okay. I understand there's tricks you can do now while doing the course, which sounds crazy because aren't those courses hard enough? Right. But now but... you can get bonus points. Yeah. yeah so... Evolution, that was that was the latest one, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I ended up, like, I was kind of like, eh, that last one was so hard, but then what I played of it was actually pretty fun. That was a fun game. So, yeah. so There's a lot not? of really good user-made stuff for Evolution. Sure. And they're they're and, crazy popular too. Like that was the top selling XBLA game for like a day or something, and then, and Minecraft, then Minecraft came, came out. out. Yeah, but you know it had that record for a little while. Yep. Uh, and then the last one was the Division, which I heard a crazy buzz about to the point where I did ask if I could see it, and they're just like, "No, nah, you need an appointment like a year yeah. ago." Looks so. pretty cool. Um, it was a, it was another one of those like. You know, the world is collapsing. We're all being watched. Kind Terrorism. Of like, NSA. Yeah. 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 And this was this was more about, like, the oils are going to dry up. Shipping routes are going to cease. Everyone's going to be on their own kind of stuff. Okay. Um, But just, it, it just kind of some really cool, like, uh, you'd be in the middle of, like, a firefight. And then all of a sudden your buddy just joins in and now he's a helicopter and he's kind of helping you out. And then he just leaves. So you can kind of jump in and out really quickly. Okay. Um. Also, from like a tech side of things, like guy was hiding behind cover, and bullets were making like specific different bullet holes through the car, and actually glass connecting together and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, from a tech side, looked cool. Um. Yeah, I got not much else I could really there like, is to but, say about that. Like, there seems to be a lot of these like games that are blurring multiplayer and single player stuff. Yeah. Like, I want to. I don't know if it's fair, but like. Borderlands might have kicked this off? This trend? I don't know. Like, having what? that kind of co-op thing where you can just hop in and then leave and then you're still playing and single-player in it up. Left 4 Dead kind of did that too, to be fair. Um, yeah, like, again, I understand why you'd say Borderlands. Games. But it's right? got, like, the big hub world with other stuff that you can just keep doing. I don't know. Well, it's just like, that was a new IP that sold millions of copies, and now everyone's doing, like, 
this co-op centric model. I don't know. It, it might not be them, but they seem to be a particularly successful version of that. I don't know. Just that I heard Destiny, a... like specifically the stuff I saw of Destiny, it was just like, oh, this just looks like Borderlands, but like Halo, but like you know, sure, both and loot and all that such. But yeah, so the division sort of co-op, but still single player. Yeah, dudes dropping in. Seems like one of those again, kind of. You're playing single player, but it's actually a multiplayer game. Okay. That people seem genuinely impressed by. It. Like I, I know Kojima yeah. tweeted something like he was just like, "Damn, man, that looks so good." The paraphrased version, but yeah, he was. That was Ubisoft. Struck by it. Okay. Um. Okay. Sony finishing off the night. Yeah, I saw. I'm gonna say maybe looking at this list, half of this one. It so they started like. off with a, just a bunch of older games that are coming to Vita. The only one that I can remember is God of War. Was it? Was it Origins? The Origins? PSP game. There's Ghost no. of Sparta and, and Origins, yeah. Origins. No, sorry, it was the most recent God of War. Oh. Ascension, oh, I think Ascension. is coming to Vita. Really? Yeah. Oh, think. okay. You know, so, I can't remember because it game was so short. That could be. That There's could some be older true. games that have already come out. They're being ported to Vita. Did it's this include any that. like indie stuff? Flower, or? Flower's coming. Ascension Flower was there. Like it's this year. It's like two months ago. Flower is coming to Vita. Yeah, it was there. It was everywhere. I could have played Flower on a Vita, but I was like, I owned that twice. I don't. Okay. <laughs> then they showed The Last of Us. That's yeah. out right now. But I own it. I, don't I know played why, it. I don't know why they did that, but okay. But like, I mean, it's there a were, big there way were demo stations to... there for it, and people were lined no. up constantly to play it. Yeah, that was the it. valid question. Like, it was just like, why are like there were two huge banks of Last of Us stuff, and they were full like the whole show. I was there day three, and there were still people playing it. They were giving away like, T-shirts for it and everything. It was weird. I do have a giant T-shirt for it, but that was just because I was walking out of the digital Vita Lounge place. Like a new bedsheet. Well, I don't know. I I actually really liked the design on the front of it, and then I looked at the size, and I was just like, "Oh man, do you have like anything smaller?" And it's like, "No, bro." It was day three, so you you get what you get. I don't know. It must be like kind of awesome to be like really fat. Every game shirt fits you. Yeah, <laughs> that that's the one thing. That's that's yeah. the perk. It was all right. Then they showed Puppeteer. I played that. That was oh, yeah. really kind of neat. Like I was. Again, I have this weird kind of like side-scrolling indie game fatigue thing, but that made such a great use of kind of storybook look and like narration and such. What did they show for the trailer or whatever? Like what what was it they Oh, I can't remember. It was it was, it was a trailer of like lots of things going on. Okay. Like you're swapping heads is the thing and you can't lose I don't your head. That. Okay, yeah, you're a little puppet guy, you lose your head. And then there's this like crazy king bear guy that you're trying to kind of get your head back from, but like just storybook. It was like watching a Disney like cartoon or something, but you're cool. kind of interacting with it. It was it was And what did you play it on? Uh it was PS3. That was a okay. PSN game. But yeah, just cool. like the way the layers of levels would kind of come up, like it would show you all the layers of the book, like pages of the book that you would kind of be going through and then you kind of get to the end of the screen and then go to the next page kind of thing. It I don't know. I was that was one of the last things I played. And I, I yeah, know, I've, I've was... heard some positive stuff on that, so I'm interested. Yeah, it was a pretty cool-looking game. Then they showed a trailer for Rain. Yeah. Which kind of just monochromatic, looking just everything's bleak. Yeah, gray. I... They didn't show any kind of gameplay, really. I played this, actually, as well. Oh, um, yeah? It was another PSN indie game. Uh, the thing is, you're an... Inv- the thing that struck me the most about it, it was taking into account invisibility in a cool way. You're an invisible boy. 
and you're only really visible when you're out in the rain. Um, and you're trying, you're spooky. Like the actual way the gameplay was playing, like it kind of reminded me of what I played of Papa EO in terms of just you're following a girl through the rain, and like you're trying to catch up with her at least for the early parts of that game. Like, yeah, you don't do too much of the following, but okay. Yeah, like it's just like there, someone is running ahead of you, and you're just trying to catch up, and then you're kind of solving basic kind of puzzle type stuff. The main thing was like sort of stealth, like you were trying to get past these weird skeletal looking guard dog things, and you need to hide under things that are blocking the rain to be invisible again, and then they won't take note of you. And then you kind of dash across to get to different places. Did um, they show off rain last year? I remember seeing this a while people, ago. People were saying uh, this has been shown before, but this was the first time I'd like, seen much of it or played it or anything. I, so. I think they went into a lot more detail this time around, but I do yeah. remember yeah, I the basic mechanics game, of rain. So. Yeah, um, I was I was just kind of like, oh wow, yeah, like there are parts where you are just looking at an empty screen and you have to kind of look for clues of your existence. Like, oh, I bumped into this thing and there's like some wet footprints, so that's where I am. So just kind of keeping track of your invisible guy, who is truly invisible whenever he's not, you know, in rain. It it was kind of neat. Like the the story was playing out pretty straightforward. Like it was just kind of text on screen telling you stuff and whatever. But it was like, okay, this is a moody little thing. Like. Kind of, kind of the vibe was Papo Eo for me. Like that was what it was reminding me of. But yeah, I played this next one too. So sorry, I can keep going. But Beyond Two Souls. Yeah, they just showed a trailer of uh, Ellen Page being in like a military school, and she can kick ass. She can kick ass to the point where it was like, this is weird. Like she was like fighting off like five or six dudes in like this Raiders of the Lost Ark style truck chase. And she's like, remember, she's got like super ghost powers or something. I don't know. I know the ghost power stuff made sense, but there was like parts. Well, made sense in a weird. I was gonna say ghost powers make total sense. Yeah, it makes way sense. There's this poltergeist strangling dudes for you. Like that was kind of weird, but I just mean there's a lot of like her punching and kicking like six foot tall, muscle bound Somali guards, and it was weird. But then there was like the possession stuff, which that game gets violent in a way that was just weird to me. Like it was like. This is, like, the trashiest horror movie sometimes. Like, just, you possess a guy, and then he stabs himself in the throat. And it was just like, oh, God, I didn't want to do that. That was, ugh. But, yeah, I don't know. It, they're they're using some of those heavy rain, like, uh, QTE stuff. They do that quite well, though. Like, yeah. Th- like their some feedback, of the most interesting quick-time events. Their feedback on the screen for that kind of stuff is pretty cool. So, yeah, there was sort of an action bit where you're trying to sneak across this place. Did you play it? Yeah, I played it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, like, the the ghost stuff, like, you kind of press triangle to switch to the soul, and then that ghostly thing can kind of fly within a radius around Ellen Page. Um, and then you can kind of... I, I, I guess it's a preset thing that you can do, but you, you can kind of clear out guys so her and this kid could get across the level. Um, so, yeah, it's it's basically, you know, Quantic Dream, like a somewhat interactive movie, but it looks pretty nice, and it was kind of engaging, and I'm... I, fan of Ellen Page, so I'll play it. It was just, like, really weird to see a super small, diminutive woman, like, messing these dudes up. That was kind of the weirdest point of it, but, yeah. I don't know. Looks looks potentially interesting. Um, yeah. Grand Turismo 6? I did not pay attention to yeah, that. Yeah, I don't. Batman, Batman Arkham Origins? The only thing I remember about 6 was they announced it for PS3, which I thought, why? They did? Yeah, PS3. Okay. Weird. Alright. Okay. I guess, is that why Drive Club, is that PS4? 
I guess. The only thing I can think of is like, oh, well, maybe it's because they want to go two per system, because they did two on PS1, two on PS2, and now they have two on PS3. But they're kind of yeah, behind I mean, the game. Like, I guess five took forever to come out, right? So Yeah, so I don't know, but, I mean, whatever. If it's good, it's good. Yeah. Batman Arkham Origins? Was this just Origins, or was it the Blackgate Vita? Origins. Okay. Because um, the other one hasn't been announced yet, so. No, Blackgate. Well, I mean, no, not... Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about Rocksteady's... Yeah, not one. the Kevin yeah. Conroy this one. This is not Blackgate, I don't believe. Right, I, I played Blackgate, but I guess we'll, I'll mention that later in the stuff. Um, There were giant banner ads for this thing everywhere, uh, but I don't know. Well, I think it comes out relatively soon. Yeah, a couple months, right? Yeah, August maybe. Uh, I want to say it's September, like the other two have been. Oh no, I think you're right. It is September, I believe. I think. And this Asylum is not was in August. Not Rock City. This is Ubisoft. Or sorry, Warner yeah. Brothers Montreal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's no, a no, prequel. No. Um, but the trailer I saw looked kind of cool. Like it's him dealing with kind of his first supervillain kind of thing. This, this is Batman Year One, basically, from what I yeah, heard. like blackface or something. He's got this weird mask. He's like a gangster. Yeah, and I and I don't know. Um. Did they did they mention? I guess they wouldn't have mentioned the Sony conference, but at all did they mention the 3DS one that's being worked on by the former Metroid Prime guys? That's what I played. Um, oh, they, that was playable there. I didn't see it. Yeah, that was playable in the like just kind of the I don't know four or five banks of Vitas that they had there. I played a lot of stuff there. Um, okay. And yeah, I played Blackgate there. I was kind of yeah, I was kind of keenly interested in that because of the retro connection. I was like, oh, cool, that could be really great. What I played, like, I, it, I'm I'm willing to concede this might have just been, like, they wanted a really straightforward demo to kind of get you through it, but it seemed like so much of it, again, like, almost like Rain or whatever, like, you're just following another character. So it's just like, you gotta keep up with Catwoman, keep going, and you're just like, okay. So you run to the edge of the screen, press R, he'll grapple, and then, like, do some impressive animation to get to a new place. Run to the left, oh, there's, like, three guys, punch, 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 grapple, keep following. Like, it was just like so straight and narrow path that well, I, I I don't know. It was know. probably more of like a tutorial level. It seemed like a... I hope that's all it was. It was just a tutorial level. But, like, they kind of seemed really self-consciously putting a lot of the mechanics from Arkham City and Arkham Asylum into this 2D context, which on one hand was kind of cool because, like, I knew how the combat worked. But then when I got to, like, a stealth area, it seemed weirdly limited. Like, it was just like, well, I can't take full advantage of the space like I could in this other game. So, it was weird. It was, like, reminding me of bigger, more open Arkham games, but it's supposed to just be a 2D kind of thing, so I don't know. It... It's funny. It might have the same problem I had with uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadow on the 3DS. Which is... Just 3D combat in a 2D game. Yeah. It was like, well, I'm juggling the guys and all that, but it's that's not... You could just change the combat to make it 2D-centric. That would be maybe better, but I don't know. It was a weird fit, but it looked nice and everything. It was just kind of not what I was... didn't quite meet my oh man, this is going to be like Metroid because retro, so it would be Metroid Batman, and it was not Metroid Batman. It was just Batman. But, yeah. Okay, now here's the new stuff. Then they showed the PS4, and I guess we didn't mention this back with the Microsoft one, but they uh they gave a price of four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. For the yeah, for the, the Microsoft for the Xbox, and also four ninety nine pounds or something, right? Or yeah, no, it was four ninety pounds, four ninety nine euros as well, I believe. No, one was lower. I think it was four ninety nine euros, but for like twenty nine. But still, it was like okay. crunching the so numbers. That's, that's still like... six hundred something dollars. Yeah, American and Canadian. So Europe's still getting kind of screwed over, but okay. Yeah, but so yeah, they showed the PlayStation Four. Uh, I guess we'll just say the price of that one now, even though they did at the end. Three ninety nine. Yeah. Hundred dollars cheaper. 
Which so I pre-ordered both. You got money. You got all that stacks of money. Crazy. I don't know. I don't cool. know if I'm gonna pre-order the Xbox One. I have a PS4 pre-order made already. Okay. But I don't know if I'm gonna go day one on Xbox One. I might hold off on that one. Okay. Because yeah. there's a lot of important stuff that differentiates the two systems that we'll get to later. Okay. But, but I guess, yeah. you know, if you want to, yeah, like you were saying, if you want to get in on these games, you need to get both all eventually. But mm-hmm. still, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm being apprehensive right now. But they showed uh, the Order 1886. What is that? It was just a trailer. Really could not tell what kind of gameplay it is, but it's in like Victorian England. You've got some like weird like this gun wouldn't exist, but it looks old fashioned. There's like three of you guys. Is it first person? No, it's just a trailer. No idea. Oh, okay. There's some kind of monster in that England area. So. Does it have anything to do with Jack the Ripper? Yeah. No idea. Okay. I'll All stop right. asking questions. Killzone Shadowfall. That's the new Killzone game. Yeah. Same same demo? Was it the same trailer? I, oh, uh, no. Because they, they kept looping that same trailer from the conference back in February. Like No, this was the like they had some like forest kind of looking stuff and shields and whatnot. Okay. The other one was like in a city. I was like I just was I'm not a big fan of Killzone, so I just walked past it a bunch of times. Like I just I don't wanna line up here, so I don't care. But yeah. Maybe it's great. Show Drive Club. Yeah, that's like a free for PlayStation Plus members kind of thing. Uh, if you say so. I think they yeah, announced that sounds, that sounds right. Something to that effect. You'll get access to some of the Drive Club stuff if you're a PlayStation. Plus I find player. that weird because apparently isn't PlayStation Plus now kind of mandatory for online. That too. Yeah, yeah. they announced that later on. You need for multiplayer. They threw that in there. They kind of yeah. quietly. Yeah, that just kind of slipped in there. I didn't notice that was said until later. But yeah, that is also true. So it's kind of like Xbox Live Gold now. But yeah, it's still better technically. Infamous Second Son they had a trailer for that. Okay, uh, I went to the developer commentary on this one. I did too. Different. That time game though. looks pretty. I was underwhelmed, but really, I'm a like the, ball. the 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 game did really good smoke and particle effects. Totally, that was the thing that kind of sold it on me. Yeah, I won't deny that. Like it was like, wow, that's some good looking fire and stuff. But it was just like the way this is playing is just exactly like last generation's infamous games. Like I was just kind of like, all right, like I, okay, he's got superpowers. He's fighting a bunch of dudes. My, I like Infamous. My main issue, I guess, was, like, the way that trailer ended was, like, or the way the gameplay demo ended is, like, you know, for the whole gameplay, the dude is, like, are, are like, over the shoulder shooting fireballs at guys and, like, fighting guys. And then at the end, dude does this supernova spiral explosion shockwave thing, and I was just like, this is my least favorite problem in video games where there's that dissonance between the cutscene guy and guy you play as. You know? Yeah, they they either pump that one up for the trailer slash demo, or that's like the most powerful move you have in the game. Like, maybe, maybe. remember in Infamous One, you had like the giant thunderstorm, and that was like uh, pretty animated as well. Okay, like he flies up and winks at the camera. Yeah, not not as much. It wasn't like as like a fourth wall breaking, but it was just like I'm gonna do like a huge wind up, and there's thunder everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like it was just like, well, I have a bunch of questions now, and then they're just like, no, get out of here. Like there was or no lightning, QA after that demo, so. I was kind of like, oh, that was the other thing I found weird was the Q- with no QA. Uh, the guy who was doing the presentation, he was the art director, though. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he was wearing, like, this red toque. And apparently, that's actually the one that the character wears in-game. Like, literally, they scanned his hat and put it on the character. Okay. Um. Well. Okay. Knack. 
are you excited about Knack? They said it's a launch title this time. Okay. Um, I don't know. It, it looks kind of fun. I just hope, like, if it, if you know, good things are said about it, I'll probably pick it up as a launch title. It seemed fairly like channeling Spyro, Crash, Jack, that kind of era of gaming. So I mean, sure it'll do well. Yeah, I, I didn't really get any look at it. And yeah. Dark Sorcerer, which this was a super weird trailer. This was the new Quantic Dream game. So this had that old man from the PlayStation 4 reveal. Remember when they were like, look at all the expression we can get? 30,000 oh, polygons. They had his full body there this time. Yeah, yeah. And he was like a sorcerer, like, talking about and then power and yeah, 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 yeah. And then all of a sudden you realize he's on a movie set. Yeah. He's just an actor. And there's like a gnome guy, goblin talking to him and stuff. Yeah. I, so no idea what the kind of the game is. Well, they they did kind of like the first heavy rain trailer was someone auditioning for a part was kind of the notion, and it was like the director there and all that stuff. Like it was similarly meta trailer. Like we don't really know what the game is about, but presumably medieval themed or something. But yeah. Uh, if memory if memory serves me, like I heard that the uh, they had a developer demo. I never got to see it, but apparently it was pretty comedic. So. I don't know if it was the same thing as the trailer they showed or not, though. Hmm. That seemed to be comedic in tone. I just, I don't know. It did nothing for me. I was not chuckling. I was just like, I get it, that gnome guy is being snarky. Okay. Ha ha. Hilarious. But then, yeah. and I'm assuming Nathan liked this part, they uh, started the big indie section. Yeah, this was one of my favorite parts of the whole conference. Just because, again, the attitude thing. Like It's just like, we think this is important and then they set aside time for it, instead of just kind of like, you know, indie, Minecraft. Anyway, moving on to big blockbusters. So they had a, a, a trailer for Transistor, so that kind of got to go by itself. Yeah, yeah which Greg they saw this was on launching on PS4 dude. and PC, so not Xbox which One. Which they've announced beforehand. Yeah, it's a console exclusive, but yeah. Um, and then they did this big kind of horseshoe ring of indie developers. With Adam Boyd. Giant Don't Starve, fame. Mercenary Kings, Octodad, Dadliest Catch, Secret Ponchos, some zombie game that I missed the name of, Outlast, Oddworld, New and Tasty, and Gallic Z. Yeah. Um, you, did, John, did you play Secret Ponchos? I played it at PAX East, and I talked to developers at E3. Oh, okay. Um, so they're how- all they're all based in like Vancouver and Toronto, and I think uh, they said their PR person is in Calgary. So. Oh, okay. Very how cool. how was that looking? Pretty good. I think it looked better actually at uh, on at the system there than it did previously. So I'm still excited for that. Okay. Um, I played a bit of Mercenary Kings, which I don't know if the team is the same, but Tribute did they do Scott Pilgrim? Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. It's, I, it's I thought those Scott guys. Pilgrim was like Ubisoft, Ubisoft Shenmue or something. I think like they that. just. No, I think they just published it. There's oh, some okay. common DNA between the two games because I've heard uh, the. Uh, Scott Pilgrim in reference to this before. So. Yeah, this is clearly some of the same folks, uh, just by the look, and, uh, look of it and everything. I was quite struck by just, I don't know, like, I'm a fan of Metal Slug and have been for a while, and this just seems to kind of be, like, those have always had the kind of thing, like, they're arcade games. So they're ports of arcade games. Their point is to eat quarters and be really hard, and that's it. This was more kind of like you can choose missions and go places and then come back and beef up your guy. Like there's more persistence to it. 
but it still has like a lot of animations and awesome stuff that reminded me of Metal Slug in a lot of ways. And I could just see like that with four players, that could be a really cool bit of business right there. So I was definitely feeling that. Um, so yeah, that that was I think the one of these I played. I also tra- played Transistor. Um, which and it seemed like your opinion on it switched around. Yeah, it impressed me because like I was one of those guys that was just like I don't think Bastion's that great. Like I don't know what everyone's excited about. Like I just I'm not cluing in. I don't I don't get it. Like it was I don't have nostalgia for any of the stuff it was kind of referencing, like Secret of Mana, kind of that kind of RPG live action real time RPG stuff. Like that was not things I cared about. This I don't know what it was. I think it was mostly just the way it was telling its story. What, like I didn't like the way that the Bastion story was everything was past tense, so it was like nothing I was doing seemed to matter in me for me. It was just like psychologically distanced from everything that was actually going on on screen. It was just like, well, it's already happened. Like this is I don't know. This one, the way they did their cutscenes and stuff, like there was a interactivity at all the time. Like there was a bit where it's essentially just a cutscene where you're there's a motorcycle on screen, but you can actually press a throttle button and then the it'll move across the screen and stuff. Like, just little things to keep you engaging with it, even when it wants to stop for a bit and tell you a story. And then, on top of that, the combat was kind of neat. It was like a hybrid of KOTOR and, like, every strategy RPG. Like, you want to get behind the guy for additional damage, such like stuff like that, line of sight, all that business. Um, But you can kind of pause the game and queue up actions, like in KOTOR. And it was really intuitive, oh, okay. and, like, the look and stuff, like, people have been saying, like, yeah, it's it's pretty sharp. And I don't know, yeah, I definitely left that demo, like, turned around, because I was like, well, I should see this, the line is really short, I'll check it out, because I've been kind of being snarky about it. And then I left kind of like, yeah, I'll play that. Like, that was actually cool. pretty impressive. I'm glad to hear it. So, yeah, good good on those guys. Like, I mean, even with Bastion, like, it was like, this is smart, but it seems like a kind of game I just don't care about. Like, I don't care about dungeon-crawling, Diablo-type stuff. So, like, anything about how balanced that game is just doesn't matter to me. Because I was just like, I don't care about that quality. But this was intriguing. So, yeah. Um, look then at- they showed uh, Final Fantasy Versus 13. Oh, wait, I mean Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, that, what that was? seemed like it was gonna... That seemed like that was gonna happen a long time ago. Because it went really quiet for a long time. But they kept saying, yeah, it still exists, it still exists. Okay, what was Lightning Returns then? That is Final Fantasy Thirteen Three. Oh, which one is like an action shooter thing? That's Versus Thirteen. That which is now fifteen. Oh, okay. So what I was seeing. Okay, weird. Gotcha. So yeah, Versus Thirteen got announced around the same time Thirteen did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was supposed to be in the same universe, but then I guess they changed their mind. Okay. This next uh, one, and they showed yeah to every I, guess, I don't tons of people's delight. It sounds like Kingdom Hearts three. Mm-hmm. Finally, and official it's also been loan. announced since then. This is not a PlayStation exclusive. Same okay. with fifteen. Same with Final Fantasy fifteen. And it's also right. not coming out anytime soon. <laughs> was, oh well, yeah, they haven't said anything about that, but yeah, probably not. right. But I mean, like this was kind of the weird thing. Like, like where is the big one? Because there has been spinoff after spinoff after remake after whatever, and it's just like I was getting annoyed because I played Kingdom Hearts one and two and had a pretty good time with both of them. And then I'm just kind of waiting around and just being like, no, I don't want to play your Game Boy Advance game. Get out of here. And then they just kept doing that for like a decade. And now at least they're finally acknowledging, all right, we're going to move on and have another big marquee title. So great. That that works for me. But it was a pretty simple trailer. Dude found a Keyblade on a beach or something, and yay, three. But 
whatever. Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, the next two, Assassin's Creed 4 and Watch Dogs, nothing special there. I will say the 4 trailer was, like, stuttering weird, and I think it ended early, but, yeah. Assassin's Creed 4? Yeah, like, the Black Flag stuff they were showing was, like, hitching. Oh, it was... well, it, it did on my feed, but then again, a lot of stuff was hitching for me, so. Right. That was the thing. I thought it was just, like, oh, I'm on, I'm watching this on hotel internet, but then there was, like, enough other feedback and comments and chatter and stuff. I was like, oh, okay, I think that just happened. So, weird. Hmm. And yeah, the Watchdog stuff I saw here was kind of neat. Like, him hiding in his, like, little underground place from the cops that were chasing him. You know, controlling the city to help yep. hide you. Camouflage. But yeah. I guess just everything Watchdogs now, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I've seen so much of that now. Are you on board, though? Like, are you like, hell yeah? Oh, yeah. For, for sure. Like, okay. Yeah. It sounds inter- interesting enough. So, and this... Yeah. Like I, I saw like tweets to this effect. It does cross over with Assassin's Creed. Really? I think someone was saying that. I haven't. Like there was, there are, like maybe it's just in like a portal and Half Life kind of way where there's like common company names or something. But okay. I can see them just throwing it in as like kind of like a teaser type thing. Right. Like, it's just like, oh wait, I found an Abstergo business card or something. You're just like, oh shit, dude. Okay. Maybe huh. I don't know. I, I I don't know the extent of that, but yeah. Elder Scrolls Online? This almost surprised me because they've switched that up that game a lot since the really unimpressive demo I saw last year. Like, it's first person now. Uh, it looked more Elder Scrolls-y than it did last time. But from just impressions I've read, it's still not very amazing. But at least they listened to some feedback. It, it certainly looked more interesting than it did a year ago, but apparently not enough. Anyway, that's all I got on that, yeah. Trailer on Mad Max. Yeah, that was a bit Didn't of a surprise show for me. Really, but that's happening. It's Avalanche, which is the Just Cause people, so that's exciting for me. Yeah, they they talked about this game for years, so I'm just happy to finally see it coming out. No Mel Gibson stuff in there. They kind of shadowed Mad Max's face, and it's just kind of like, okay. I mean, it's kind of an iconic character, but I get why you'd want to not mention that guy right now. Maybe, but it seemed a little weird. And then this is where they kind of talked about the system again, where they like did like uh, I don't know if they did price, but they talked about uh, PlayStation Plus now requires multiplayer. Yeah. Um, and that they're going to support used games, which when they said that, people in the crowd were literally chanting Sony. Yeah. Yeah. Which... Apparently the audience went nuts. Yeah. So. Like. There's that. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird thing. Like, it's just announcing like, hey, we're not changing things, but because of all the fear about, oh, this is going to happen, this is just part of next generation that Xbox kind of stirred up, it is kind of reassuring. And then that one video went super crazy. Like, I've heard people talking about it everywhere. Like, you saw it with Adam Boys kind of handing, like, getting a game handed to him, just saying thanks, and that was it. It was 22 seconds long. Yeah, it was like a video of, like, how to how to trade games on Sony PlayStation 4. Right, how to share your games. Oh, I didn't see that at all. Okay, it was at, like, 11 million plus views when I saw, like, yesterday. But, I don't know. Just really weirdly shrewd smart kind of marketing thing happening around that. Like, Sony's just doing a better job hitting their bullet points or something, it seems. Like, they're just better at messaging to the right audience. The funny thing is, they went out after uh, Jack Trenton was talking to some people, and he said, nothing will happen for first party at all, but third party companies can still do whatever they want, so there's potential, but it's probably going to be at worst. uh, Online passes. Yeah. And I think there's even rumors that some companies won't do that, like EA's not doing it anymore. It was just too unpopular a decision for them, yeah. But yeah, yeah. There, there's still some question marks around that, but 
yeah, huge pep rally type vibe at some point in this press conference. It was kind of crazy. But yeah. And then Activision showed Destiny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Borderlands, right? Is that the vibe you guys were getting, or am I just kind of? It's hard to say. You know, shooter. Yeah. Like it could go any way, right? So. And then just the look, you know, that is by. Did Halo I see like Man. experience or points popping up every time they killed someone though? No, that no. What am I thinking of? I don't think so. I don't remember numbers flying around. But maybe that I'm. It happened wrong. somewhere on a new game. Maybe that was that. I don't know. M- numbers, mm-hmm. experience points. I don't remember. That might have been Destiny. That kind of sounds right. I know. Maybe Titanfall it was had it. it. Yeah. Did Titanfall have it? Because maybe it's Titanfall. Titan- Titanfall had points, but not like if you shot someone, oh. you saw the damage, unless it was a mech. No, Titanfall looked like Call of Duty in terms of like okay, numbers popping up screen. I don't know. Something headshots, all that stuff. But um, yeah, so there's your new Destiny stuff. And yeah, then they they announced the price after that, and it, yeah, people went even more nuts. Like it was just a yeah. triple crazy freak out. But yeah. Um, okay. Sony. Uh, and then, so next day, this wasn't a press conference, but Nintendo did a Nintendo Direct. Yep. It was about 30, 40 minutes long. Horrible leg when they were first trying to air it. Right. Just the worst. I wasn't sure if that was because I was watching, like, a UK stream or something, but... No, that was the best one. Okay, yeah. A lot of streams people were handing me were just, like, broken. And then it was yep. just like, no, okay, No, the best well. one was the UK one, which was also terrible. Yeah. I, I, I was also like, is this just because I'm watching this over breakfast at McDonald's? But... Apparently, no, it was just yeah. glitchy. So I had to watch it afterwards again, but uh, Pokemon XY is coming out October 12th. Okay. They announced Super Mario 3D World. Played that. Mm-hmm. I was Played it. Pretty, I was pretty excited, actually. Like People have been kind of like, eh, it's just like the portable on the big screen. And it was just like, hell yeah, it is, because that game was awesome. Like, yeah, the, my, the my trailer did not it, though, do it justice. Is I really like the portable one. Mm-hmm. I don't play multiplayer. So hopefully, even single player, that fine. game seemed pretty good. Just like the stages, so. that, that, I'll just put it this way: that trailer did not pump me up for the game. Actually, playing the game did. Actually, yeah. there's no way I won't end up with it. I'm just and that cat suit is weird. Like it's so combat centric. That was kind of not weird. really. I mean, like there's there's the attack button, which is just the slash. There's also it? the climb walls. Yeah. yeah. Then if, if you're in midair, like you do a slash attack, but if you hold the attack button, you also do a dive kick. So just that there's any kind of dive kicking happening in a Mario game seemed really crazy. But my one. Brief kind of issue with it was just for every like players two through four, the D pad just isn't enough for 3D platforming like that. I was getting kind of annoyed with it. You know, I was like, just using the D pad and I felt fine. I, I I just I don't know. I wanted analog control, and I'm I'm just hoping that they have classic controller or pro controller support for player the subsequent players. That's all I'm hoping. You know. I hope well, I hope so Mario too, but you never know because Nintendo yeah. didn't do it with Mario U. Okay. Even if they don't, I'm just like I'll I'll play that single player too. Like the the stages and stuff looked crazy in the way I liked from Super Mario 3D Land. But yeah, I don't know. It it that was one of the bigger titles from the show that I was like, yes, this is this is a thing I will purchase. This looks great. So that's coming December. They showed Mario Kart 8. Mm-hmm. Played which that. Brought back the bikes, which says, "Oh hey, Mario Kart Wii." Yeah. The one I hate. Yeah. And then I also saw a video of someone playing it. And on the controller, it's just a horn button. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing I could think of. They no, were... Okay, so here, here's the thing yeah. with eight. Uh, Nathan, did you play it? Uh, no, I just kind of walked past it uh, a few times. It looked fine, but I just didn't want to line up for a long time. So. Yeah. All right. So uh, first off, unless they change this later on, uh, car- vehicles were character specific. So Waluigi had a bike, but say Mario had a go kart. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So that and there was no there was no like the popping a wheelie to go faster thing. So so far, how many great players on one track racing? Twelve. Fuck. So it is a sequel to Mario Kart Wii. It's not. It's also surprising. It's Mario Kart Seven stuff, right? Like submarines. Yeah, coins are back to go faster. Um, you go underwater, you hang glide. And some of the uh, tracks look like Trackmania style crazy. Yeah, no, they they went kind of a little F zero with it. Like your vehicle, the wheels will turn sideways when you're going on a wall that just starts like going up. Mm-hmm. So there are certain points where you could just take wall, ride the walls for shortcuts and for boosts and stuff like that. Okay. And with the uh, with the gamepad, there's the horn button, and then there's the actual map that shows like where everyone is and what item they're holding. Yeah. So it and I believe it's considered Wario, the bottom screen the same as Mario Kart Seven, but you can also just switch to like a compass and horn if you want. Yeah. Color me extremely not impressed. Well, I color I'm, me. I will buy it because it's Mario Kart. I probably won't buy it because it's Mario Kart, but I get what you're saying. Like it'll it'll be safe. It'll be totally safe. And if you that's that's the thing. All the Nintendo games, all the Nintendo games are safe. All yeah, all of these announcements were pretty safe. I was I I guess I was just happy that 3D worlds like that mentality was enough to carry onto the big console version. You know, like of the hybrid between Galaxy and regular. Like I was I was worried they'd just go full Galaxy again or whatever because those weren't my thing. Like more straightforward focus stages. That's what I like. But yeah. Then they did a We Party You, mm-hmm. which, which I didn't play. I mean, it. It, it, it's fun. We Party was fun. Okay. Then they just did a, a big dem- like slideshow of other third parties coming, and so they had Assassin's Creed Four, Arkham Origins, Blackgate, Deus Ex, uh, Disney Infinity, Just Dance, Rayman Legends, Scribblenauts, DC, which I guess that was announced there. Yeah. No, that got announced a week ago, actually. Yeah. Before. Oh, okay. Licensed. Disney's Planes, uh, Shimigami Tensei 4, Skyliner Swap Force, Blacklist, Sonic Lost Worlds, and Watch Dogs. Uh, and then they showed a trailer for Wind Waker HD. Yeah, I, played, I played a bunch of the, played a bunch of third party games. I played Lost World and Infinity. Me too. I played those two as well. Um, Infinity, I played on a PS3, I think it was, but it's kind of probably gonna be the same experience. It was mainly the toy box mode for what I did. Yeah, and I mainly but, uh, played the adventure mode. Yeah. Uh, from what I played, like, it was kind of neat. Like, it was almost like they were putting... For me, the comparison point was the vehicle builder in Nuts and Bolts. Like, that kind of easy preset stuff that you can slap together to form weird stuff. Okay. So, like, you could make a weird... Like, I'm just going to build a mountain and then put Scrooge McDuck's giant vault next to it. And then drive my Tron car around and, like, whatever. Like, you could just drop a bunch of Disney licensed stuff into this open world place and have fun jumping around and platforming and stuff. Um, as for the actual stages, I think, John, you played some pirates stuff? Yeah, I played some Incredibles and I played some pirates. And like in the stage, I was climbing up walls a la Assassin's Creed. I was driving around a boat, a sailboat, and getting in cannon fights a la Assassin's Creed. Yeah. And I'm just wandering around like in this open world, going to islands and like fighting ships. It was it was really fun. I'll be honest. I think I might actually buy it. I think it might have sold me on it. And I didn't like Skylanders that much. That's yeah. Like I was definitely more intrigued by the gameplay of it than I was what I played of Skylanders. Because Skylanders just seems to be like a stripped down dungeon crawling Diablo game, but with characters you can swap on there. And even though this does have like the kind of gross buy hundreds of toys 
spend money forever on Disney Infinity, they kind of had a better hook for me in that stuff. Yeah. It was just like, I like driving around and jumping and that kind of video game stuff to some extent, and this seems like a decent version of that stuff. Um, yeah, and there was like, some it combat like, in there too, though, right? Yeah, it seems like every world character you put on there is going to have like its own adventure mode as well, too. Like, You can't have uh, an Incredibles guy in the Pirates world unless you do Toy Box, but if you put the Incredible guys on, you get the Incredible storyline. If you put Monsters University on, you get the Monsters of Your storyline, so on, so on. So, okay. I th- I think it'll be interesting to see how they can keep kind of... It's like every figurine is an expansion pack, which kind of excites me, because I think yeah. that's a cool look concept. And then... Yeah, because apparently if we went for Skylanders, it wasn't so much an expansion, but it was just, here's another character you can continue playing. Yeah, and like there's certain specific areas those characters could go in, but in this case, it seems like it comes with its own world. And they, That's cool. uh, the guy I talked to said each world's probably going to take about 15 hours. Huh. That that seems generous. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if later on it was smaller, but apparently... Like, there's the probably core a ton ones, of collectibles. I yeah, think. no, there is, and that's all stuff for Toy Box and, like, combining everything. Like, I unlocked pieces to make ships for Toy Box mode, so I could have okay. ships go around, but... Yeah. Seems to be making uh, good on some of that licensed stuff. I don't, I don't know. Sure. Big, giant right. game. So, Wind Waker HD? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mentioned they're going to speed up the sailing, yep. and I also read later on that they're streamlining the Triforce search. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know about the Triforce search, but I saw I saw the sailing in action. Basically, you press A and you go double speed. Like it cool. switches the color of the sail. You right? can also um, apparently you can purchase a, a faster sail as well. I read that I okay. saw yes, yeah, different colored sail that looked like it was doing that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it looks really nice, but I mean it's it's Wind Waker, so I never played it. Yeah, I walked. I I was actually lined up for a second, and then I was just like, "What am I? I I have no." And then I just left. They did have a GameCube <laughs> set up next to one of them though, which I thought was weird. So they were actually contrasting it right there for you. but uh, That's cool. Yeah. Wonderful 101. I played that last that. year, so I didn't line up again. Yeah, but... so I played it last year. I heard the demo this year had four-player multiplayer and showed off some more stuff, so it looked really nice. I like your name for the Donkey Kong better. It's Tropical Breeze here. It's Freeze, though. Oh, it's... sorry. Yeah, so they, after that was Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Which is all ice frozen over yeah. forest stuff. I, I, played I played this. I was really sad that it wasn't uh, another game, a different game made by Retro, but this game plays good, and I like Donkey Kong Country Returns, so I'm down it, for it. Like, It's probably, again, just because it's a demo, but was it like mad easy? Like, Yeah. Specifically, did I, you do the I, I looked. Stage? I looked at the four stages they had. Three of them were from the first world of the game. Right, okay. But did you play the boss, too? No, I only played, I think, World 4. So I played the one where, like, all you had to keep, like, making super fast reflex decisions, otherwise you would die. I think it was just, like, it was just that boss stage that really soured me. Like, I had fun with, like, the collect all the letters and all that bananas and whatever. That was fine. But then when it got to the boss stuff, it was just like, wow, this is, like, a brain-dead easy pattern. Like, this is just slow and tedious. That like, was, like, that, like I said, that was the World 1 boss, so. Okay. It was more just like how long the fight was. Like it wasn't. Rule Another three. thing is Donkey Kong Country is not really renowned for its boss fights. Almost all of them are painfully simple. So oh. even even in the rare days. So okay, I, maybe I'm just like I don't know enough about Donkey Kong. But damn, man, this boss fight sucks. But okay, I was not really feeling that game. But I I'm not a long time fan of the series or anything. Um, hey, okay, Bayonetta two, both played it. Yeah, I think played it, loved it. Um, did okay. you play it with the touchscreen? Oh, no, sorry, Sean, play, you... play normal controls. What were we saying? I got to run, so I'm just. There's two things left. I All just right, we'll just finish up, the Nintendo and then thing. You guys and we'll can talk about get up the on playing. games. Okay. They showed something from Monolith Soft. They didn't have a name for it. Just X Robots. X. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, and then they showed Super Smash Bros., which they announced the Villager and Mega Man. And then later they announced the Wii Fit Girl, which is fantastic. Yeah, I know. Hilarious addition. Her trailer is super funny. If you haven't seen it, I highly suggest checking it out. That's such a great addition, and I hope they keep going weird like that. Also, Villager is weird, too. Villager's pretty weird. The that's, Mega that, Man that's one... That's a common sense character to add, though, because like, they had no one really representing Animal Crossing, though. Sure. But yeah, no, We Fit Girl is such a great addition. Like, keep it coming. Yeah. That's all I can say. We Fit Trainer. Um, and then Me- Mega Man makes perfect sense for that NES nostalgia era, and they, I love the fanfare. Like, I'm not even a huge Mega Man fan, but the, they treated that with the appropriate amount of crazy bombast. Like, it's just like, man, we got him here, we got the music, we got all these powers, and he's like, alright, this is, this is fantastic. Yeah, he has a ton of powers. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Okay, but yeah, sorry to everybody. I have to run. Stuff has coming up. So you guys are gonna continue talking about what we actually played. Yeah. Um, and then you'll do, I guess, questions at the end, and I will see everyone next week. So we're gonna take a quick break while we transfer call stuff. Okay. Okay. See you guys. Um. All right. Sean. Sean has left us, but we're gonna still run down the stuff we actually got into. Uh, yep. Bayonetta two. Bayonetta two. I played that. Loved it. Uh, they were only on easy and very easy difficulty there, right? Easy and normal. Oh, okay. You, pr- I, I played on very easy because I wanted to just mess around with the touchscreen stuff, mm-hmm. which seems like I, I kind of wish I put it on the higher difficulty to see if it actually is a feasible way to play that yeah, game. Yeah. Now, how, was... how did the touchscreen stuff work? I'm really curious. Uh, it was like swipe across horizontal to make her evade, um, up, swipe up to jump, and then just. I was just tapping on stuff, like just mashing, tapping, tapping, tap, 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 tap. Like, how did you move around? Was it still with the stick, or...? Yeah, you could kind of guide her around with the stick, but honestly, I was just tapping on enemies, and she would be kind of attacking her way over to dudes, and that was fine. Like, I probably wasn't getting great combos and stuff, but I think I got an A ranking on the level, and I played through the boss. But again, very easy mode, so it was definitely helping me out, like, a bunch. It was cake. They were just like I felt like it was like the game was condescending a bit. I was like, oh man, I'm I'm barely playing this, but certainly looked crazy. They were standing on fighter jets, flying around. Oh yeah, no, like that was that was that was a bayonetta ass game. Like if you play bayonetta one, you know it's gonna be crazy and fun, and that was what that was. Yeah, I did ask the Nintendo rep there, like, where is this in the video game? Like, do you know how early in the game this is? And she had no idea. But like, I it would it open that nutty or. Is that kind of mid-game? of 1 game? starts out pretty crazy, but not, like, funny crazy, just weird crazy. Yeah. But, like, uh, giant that, monster that seemed like stage, th- I want to say, 3 or 4. My my throwout guess is going to be stage 3 or 4. Okay. Out of how many, though? How many did the first Bayonetta have? I think it had 20. The Devil May Cry seems to have a tradition of having 20 chapters. I wouldn't, and Bayonetta, I think, was close to that, if not the exact same. Okay, gotcha. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was very similar. So there'd just be tons more crazy, ridiculous business going on. Like, but yeah, I don't know. It looked pretty great. Just played zany, like just rings all over the screen, shooting stuff. Boom. It very, very easy mode is very, very, very easy though. So I can't speak to the depth of the combat that's there. Which time I was dodging, yeah. getting some slow uh, motion. One thing they had changed, and maybe I just don't remember this from Bayonetta One. I have to go back and play it again. Uh, it seemed like Devil Trigger, basically, which I think they called Umbrim Mode or something like that, is mm-hmm. in the game now. So once you build up enough of your meter stock, you tap uh, L L one or left left shoulder, yeah, and then suddenly you would just get more powerful. Your uh, your giant attacks, like your giant fists and kicks, would come out more often, and you'd do a lot more damage, and you'd heal. So he's basically right. Devil Trigger. But that was something Climax Mode or something, wasn't it? In there. Uh, 
Umbrum Climax, that was the name of it. Yeah, that, that, she made a point to point that out. Like, this is a new feature, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'll take your word for it, I don't, I don't know. Like, giant yeah. hair attacks are happening. And but keep in mind, like, like also, that. when you're fighting enemies, torture attacks in the original game always took up, like, a full chunk of meter, and it still did in this one, so if you did torture moves, you would, like, not have meter for Umbrum or from Climax, so you, oh, have to okay. ba- you have to balance your choices accordingly. Okay. Um, I don't know. They seem to be doing right by that. And Nintendo's kind of co-financing this, right? Yeah, it's, uh, that's the only reason Bayonetta 2 is even existing right now is because Nintendo is putting up the money because Sega was going to can it. Yeah, which, I mean, there was so much negative blowback. It's like, why is it exclusive? It's just like, it wouldn't even exist. So I don't think you get the, you don't have the right to be sad right now. It, it wouldn't happen without Nintendo. So you're welcome. I think is the thing. Like, Nintendo, you know, they did, that's they what did they, good. That's what they're like, but it's like everyone's just being assholes about it, so... Yeah, but, I don't know, looked totally... Like, if you're a fan of those, that, that seemed pretty sharp. That I haven't... You know, three years ago was that game? I haven't played it in a long time. Was, 2010? Jesus, it was that old, too. Wow. I swear it was January 2010, so... That, that sounds right, honestly. It's been a while, but... Yeah, it, she's back. They had a model there. Um, She has shorter hair. Yeah, I guess. Bandana got her hair cut now. She's got like a more of a modern cut. Different haircut. Apparently the outfit's different. I don't know. Seem still seem predominantly black and you know, tight fitting because that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the thing. But yeah. Um I guess the monolith game that Sean kind of briefly touched on, I I couldn't tell if like the stream went bad especially during that because like I barely got a glimpse of it. It looked like monster hunter-esque robots, custom robo kind of thing, but It it's uh, it's harking back to Xenogears. Like, even the logo, the X they're showing is kind of similar to Xenogears' X. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, you, you get a giant robot that you can pilot around and use in fights. And it seems to be your way to traverse around the world at certain points. Otherwise, you can just run around and hunt, just like in Xenoblade, the one that came out for Wii. So okay. it seems like a mishmash of that, and I guess you can compare it to Monster Hunter, because it's got that kind of like, grand scale of things. It, yeah, just, I don't know, the sense of giant things towering over you is kind of crazy, but I don't know. That that could be cool. I'm not sure. Is that exclusive? Is that... Yes. That okay. is... They're, they're second party, I believe they're considered now. Okay. Um, And then Sean here has a little category. I guess he would have wanted to talk about these things specifically, but uh, Walking Dead 400 Days, that was actually the first thing I did at E3 was go to the Telltale area. Mm-hmm. Um, And I got a look at that. You still haven't played through Walking Dead, right? No. it's It's on the pile. Right. Like, so this won't be... of You're pretty much not supposed to play this until you've played through the first season. It is a means of bridging season one and season two through, like, a series of short stories. Which, in practice, like, I kind of like that idea. Like, even though I had some pretty big issues with some of the gameplay mechanics of Walking Dead and kind of where the final chapter, like, some of the story versus gameplay clashing into each other, like, I, I had weird issues with that game. Um, this seems like a great idea in theory of like, hey man, we got a bunch of our writers to kind of just come up with weird, like, sorted little stories that take place in the same world, and it's a great way, like, it's, from a just financial standpoint for them, it's a great way to recontextualize set pieces they've already made and stuff, and like, just kind of, this was at a different time, and then just kind of tell a new story in the same area with similar assets, but it's like meaningful content. Um, but then I guess there's also a new kind of place that all this stuff will revolve around, which is a truck stop. And over a course of a year and change, a bunch of weird little stories happen. I couldn't tell if the story they showed us was one complete story or the first act of a story 
But if it's one complete story, they're pretty short. Like, these are, like, 20-minute little things, but there's five of them. So you get, like, a couple hours, and it's, like, $5. So for about an episode, you get about an episode's worth of stuff, but spread across five different stories with different authors and stuff. But it looked potentially kind of neat. Um, and then on the last day of the show, there was an event I didn't even know was happening called Horizon. Did you hear about this? No, I didn't. There was kind of a secret press conference that was a bunch of smaller developers and like indie developers, like Double Fine and Cappy were there, um, Polytron, um, which is kind of the big reveal from there. Fez 2 is going to come out. That is a thing. Not entirely um, surprising. Yeah. The, the reveal trailer was great, though. I just watched it before we started recording. It was kind of neat. It just, it's basically just font appearing on a screen, but it's like 45 seconds of build-up and stuff, and it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was, it's kind of neat because it was just a way to have small independent games have their own kind of thing and then also drop a bunch of surprises late in the show. So I'm not sure what else they showed there. I think they showed more below, um, maybe, maybe some other Cappy stuff. Some, I think Broken Age might have shown off some stuff there, like the Double Fine such. I kind of want to just watch that stream because I, I, again, I didn't know it was happening. And then I got back from day three, got Wi Fi again, and then, like six hours previous, everyone was apparently talking about that. And I was just like, oh, dude, I didn't even know that was going on. But yeah. Um, I kind of just want to go through now my list of stuff played. Did you take note of anything you played? And um, I have some, I, I have some things I can say. Oh, I guess we didn't talk about Sonic Lost Worlds. No, which... we get, we kind of skipped over because we got jumped into, uh, yeah. The other game, D- Infinity. You were, you seem feeling it more than I was. I was kind of just like, this looks like Galaxy, but it's playing really squirrely and weird, and I don't like that. So... Yeah, no, it it's very clear that they're not fully done development, and it still needs some work. Yeah, I played the 3DS version, I guess, which means the demo I was playing didn't have the coolest looking stage I saw on the Wii one, which was uh, the Candy World. Mm. The Wii U one had a yeah. some sort of uh, there, there were three difficulties they had. Easy, medium, and hard. Each one was a different stage and a different gameplay type. Yeah. Uh, hard was kind of like you're running around on a tunnel uh, that circles around, kind of comparable to uh, the fast track stages on the other Sonic games, like the day stages. Yeah. But there's no quick step, and you have a bit of momentum when you go left and right, so you don't quite stop properly, or you slow down when you let go of the stick. Mm-hmm. So it throws you off a bit. So you're just running around like the circle trying not to hit walls, otherwise you'll instantly die. Rings do nothing other than, like, give you a, a coin count. Right. Uh, and, like, walls will start disappearing, so you have to be careful what portion you're running on at the time, or you have to try to get the five red uh, star rings, just like you did in Colors. Okay. Um, Medium was this licorice world that played a lot more like traditional Sonic games, or like, at least the recent ones. But... Uh, they like warp around like galaxy, so you'll be like, curving, you'll be running up a wall and stuff like that, and you'll have to lock on, jump to people. Mm-hmm. I had problems with the lock on jump. It wasn't always locking on, or it wouldn't always do damage, so I don't know if that was an in development thing. The guy I was talking to was taking notes while I was playing, so. Oh, okay. And he told so me they're... to keep giving feedback so they could hand it off to Sega. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there you go. Might have improved that game. I don't know. I the 3DS one I played. I I just played a stage that was kind of running up this big cylindrical thing, and then you get to the end. And then the reason it was like really reminding me of Galaxy is you basically get to a star thing. Like you know how Mario would like launch to the next area. Mm-hmm. It seemed to be basically doing that, but I noticed on the 3DS one, it seemed to just be like a static loading animation of Sonic flying somewhere, and then he would just arrive 
at the next stage. So it was just kind of like a loading screen, essentially. But yeah. Like a contextualized loading screen, which you lose some of that kind of, like, you know, with Mario, he's flying around, and you're picking up little star bits and stuff as you're spiraling towards the new place and all that. This didn't have that. Um, but again, maybe it's, you know, pretty early, and that's also the 3DS one, so not as much hard power, like, hardware going on. But, um, I don't know. Like, in theory, I like that idea of, like, weird... Like, at least somebody taking note of what Nintendo did with 3D platforming and trying to do it, you know? Because that was kind of its own standalone thing. Like, those weird gravity-bending stages that Nintendo was doing. So, that was kind of neat. That's kind of what caught my eye to be like, oh, I'm going to play the new Sonic game. Because I have not been, like, really paying attention to Sonic in quite a while. But, in practice, I, I don't know. It might need work or something. But maybe that candy stage was great. Did you play that candy stage? Yeah, like you're saying, it was playing kind of like traditional recent, like so, like Sonic Four. Yeah, Sonic Four, Sonic Colors, uh, but like all not none of the running forward and quick stepping that more like the dodging, oh, but sliding. Lock, even the lock on stuff was affecting that. Like the yeah, oh, okay. it, it, like it, it was clearly not fully done. Okay. But then again, like that's a lot of the games you'll play at E3 are mostly betas, so it's not right. entirely. So I, I don't want to like throw it, just discard it. It just was kind of like, oh, all right. Let's yeah, no, 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 no. I, I have that game's not even coming until next year. I don't believe so. Yeah, so they it's could. Still, fix it's still it. got time to work things out. Don't worry, it'll it'll and be a fine game when it comes out. Yeah, there's some good ideas and some of the visuals I was seeing in the candy stages. There's just a big stack of pancakes in the background or something. I was like, that's great. I love pancakes, so this is awesome. Um, Tearaway was one of the coolest games I shot, saw at the show. Um, I missed a, this. Apparently you said it was uh, made by Media Molecule. Oh, I don't know. I, it was just kind of reminding me of that aesthetic or whatever. Like, it looked like Papercraft kind of thing. But it was a Vita game. I don't know if it is Media Molecule. I don't think it is. But oh, I'm okay. not sure. Um, it was, uh, it was a Vita game that was kind of taking advantage of some of the weird features of the Vita. Specifically, like, the camera and the rear touchpad. So you would kind of be tapping on the back of the Vita to kind of bounce your guy on, like, drums up, like, platforming by tapping. So, like, rhythmic tapping with the get-the-guy-places and stuff. Or, like, periodically it would show you in the sun. Like, your face was there on screen, and you'd take pictures and stuff and show it to different characters. Or, like, position around a crown with the touchscreen and kind of put it on a like squirrel or something and then he'd be like oh sweet i'm king squirrel and then take a photo like just like goofy but kind of charming and i don't know it was i think i played that on the first day and it was definitely a neat little platformy thing like you couldn't even jump until late in the demo so they seemed to really want to showcase the weird other ways they were using that system and stuff like a lot of touchscreen business and whatnot as well it was it was pretty cool um i played some ports of games i already really like but they seemed fine um, for the most part. Spelunky seemed great. Like, if I get a Vita, that is a day one purchase. Like, that was awesome. Um, Hotline Miami, I don't like something. They, they've changed the aiming to where, to like, in the PC one, you would hold a button, and then you'd kind of be able to get a better view of, like, a wider area. Here you have to actually touch the touchscreen and scroll around to look at that kind of stuff. And that just breaks it for me, for, like, doing a great combo run, I could not do that. Like, I was still surviving and getting through stages, but that seems like a weird idea. So, I don't know. Just as, like, I don't know if that's high-level Hotline Miami play, but if you want to get a good combo, you need to see what's happening in as much of the level as possible, and this made it a little weird to do that. Um, at least with me having, like, ten minutes of time with it, maybe you get used there, to that. There might be another button. There might be another button set up they do. You never know. 
yeah, maybe you can tweak the controls, but like I was I was kind of just pressing all the buttons to be like, wait, how do I do this? And then it was just like, oh no, it's just the touchscreen. Uh oh. Um, did you play Dive Kick? No, once again, I did not get a chance to play Dive Kick. I made a point to track down Dive Kick, and actually, I'm a little bummed out Sean isn't here because I talked to Brent Goki of the Tester fame to yep. try to find it in the Sony booth. Like, I saw him specifically. I was like, I need to find something in the Sony booth. That is the guy from the tester. This is great. So then I was just like, hey, I'm looking for this indie game dive kick. And he he was like, not sure where it was. Um, But still, it was like a... I, I saw that Mad Cat's booth, so... Yeah, I guess it was also there. I actually tweeted Dave Lang, who's producing it, I guess. Um, I think he's Iron Galaxy. Is that who's kind of behind that now? That that sounds right. I think that was it. But anyway, um, yeah, there was a, there was a station in the Sony booth. There was just one, and it was kind of on the outside of the booth, sort of. Like, Nintendo was just across the hall kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I, I managed to get on Dive Kick for a bit. That game is great. Like, I am not good at fighting games, so that they have simplified it to basically just timing, and that's it. And then, like, the character and personality of the characters and stuff is kind of making up for it. It was really easy to just jump in and be almost an expert in, like, five minutes. Which, I mean, maybe that's discrediting, like, the amount of work and effort people who are way into fighting games put in. But at the same time, it's a great kind of leveling of the playing field so that total scrubs like me can have what feels like an intense tournament-level experience. Like, it got down to, like, it was, like, best of five, and it was, like, we were both tied at four, and it was, like, whoa, this is crazy. And then I managed to pull in a dive kick, right? Like, just managed to get the final hit with, like, a few seconds left. And I was like, man, this is awesome. Like, I get a little taste of that rush that somebody, like, you know, what's the guy name? Daigo? Yeah, Daigo. Yeah, like, you know, just a fraction of what he gets when he pulls off a sweet combo or something. But it's just because there's only one move, essentially. Boil it down. I liked it. But do you find it offensive to fighting games or something, or? No, a... no, I you know what I'm totally all about. I backed the Kickstarter for Dive Kick. Okay, I didn't know that. So that's awesome. Um, good for you. That that was a cool game. I also caught a tournament. Uh, there was a tournament going on in the Sony booth. Uh, Mr. Gertzman was playing against uh Skulls, Jeff Skulls, I guess, one of the guys who worked mm. on the game. And yeah, no, was... there was it was a charity event apparently. Uh, my friend went to go cover it, and I was kind of okay. bummed out. I had to miss. I had to miss it. I was at Maker Studios doing a live stream at the time. So. Oh, uh, okay. I, I was happy I stumbled onto it. Like, I was generally hovering around the Sony booth a lot because there was just a lot of games to play there. And then it was just like, oh, dude, this is actually happening right now. Like, I knew this was going to happen, so I ran over there. And that, that was pretty sweet. Um, I, Do you want chip, to chime in with some games you you remember playing? or? Uh, Yaiba, Ninja Gaiden Z. So okay. I did t- I sort of play this, but I feel like with how excited you were after, like, I must have been really dismissive of it. Run us okay. through what this is. Yeah, this is a Ninja Gaiden game where you do not play as Ryu, and it's all the enemies are zombies, but like they're they're the aggressive zombie type. Okay. Uh, and there's all like these mutated monsters you fight. Uh, you play as a character named Yaiba who tried to kill Ryu, failed and got like his arm chopped off and part of his face, but he got reconstructed into kind of a cyborg. Mm-hmm. So now he's got like a, he's got a bionic arm and he's got like a bionic eye, and uh, now the combat. He, he's running through like the zombie apocalypse, trying to find Ryu. So you run around fighting monsters, blowing up buildings. He's got this weird, like a little childish sense of humor. Like uh, there was a panty store you blow up, and then it starts raining underwear. 
and he starts like laughing maniacally during it. It's just really odd. Mm-hmm. But the the guys who are working on it, they're well known. Like it's Team Ninja, so it's the head of Team Ninja, and then it's Kenji Inafune, the guy who's best known for heading up Mega Man for the majority of its creation. Yeah, and also Dead Rising for yeah, and Dead Rising, projects, and like a yeah. bunch of other things. Yeah, so I I was lucky enough to meet him. Oh uh, yeah, so okay, someone so uh, someone set it up so we can meet him, and that was that was really cool. I got to chat with him very shortly and shake his hand, take a picture. Really nice guy. Um. I don't know. I'm I'm excited for this, but it is it definitely seems like it's gonna be an easier Ninja Gaiden game. So if you couldn't get into previous Ninja Gaiden games, give this one a try. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like for starters, like there's no jump button unless you need to traverse around the stage. Like during combat, the A button's a dash button. You have your sl- sword attacks, and your Y button is usually like your fist. Okay. Also, you there's like context sensitive motions like in God of War, like you rip off like a character's arms, but you when you do that, you actually turn them into weapons. Mm-hmm. So you can either, like, attach a zombie to, like, a chain and start using it around, like, a flail. Or you can grab their arms and use them as nunchucks. And they'll eventually just get weak enough to destroy, but then you can just grab another set from another enemy, so. And it seems like, like, there was four weapons, like, there's four arrows on the D-pad. One points to your sword, one points to whatever weapon you grab from an enemy. So that means there's two weapons you could get later on that we didn't even get to see in the demo, so. Okay. Like, the game handled well, and I, like... Child, the sense of humor aside, I'm really excited for it. It, it was the humor it reminded kind of uh, Suda in a way. Like if you played Normal Heroes, it it was that kind of amateur or immaturish, I guess I should say, at some points. So yeah, yeah. Like I think it was just I'm trying to think. Like I didn't really like how you transition between areas because it seemed stripped down. Like it was just like yeah. press up and you will just automatically run here and then press. A and you'll jump over here and now yeah no like the weird like fight. if you needed to do wall jumping like you would just go to a certain point press A until it said on screen to press something different usually yeah y. like it was like I kind of liked in Ninja Gaiden how you're like wall jumping and traversing environments was like part of the gameplay this just seems to be like no that is just boring stuff that gets in the way of combat so we want to get you to the next fight and it was just like oh well, okay I kind of like that stuff but okay and then just I don't know zombies versus ninjas just seemed like such an obvious idea. <laughs> But I think we reported on this a while ago when it was announced, and I just forgot about it. Like, it was like, oh, there's Ninja Gaiden Z, it's coming out, it's a spinoff. And I was like, okay. And then, yeah, that was there. That was one of the first things I played, too, because it was just an open station there. But, um, okay, like, I, I didn't give it a fair shake at all, so I'm willing to concede. I'm that also a big a fan of that kind of game, so that would explain yeah. why I'd like it more than you would. Totally. Um... I guess I kind of want to go through some of the Indicate stuff I saw. Did you ever make it over to that side? No, I, n- I never did. That Indicate okay. was over, like, across the street, right? No, no. Indicate, there was, like, the, the Ouya thing was outside of the show, um, which had some of the same games, actually. But um, I, I ended up in both halls, but I never got to spend too much time around West Hall, I think, was the one that all the third parties were in. Yeah, it was in the third party hall, kind of like, once you get past a certain point and there's no more giant... Ba- like banners and stuff that was where indicate was like it was a lot more lower key quieter area in general which i spent a good amount of time there i'm gonna say like i probably spent the most time at the sony booth but then that indicate was second place for just like place that sucked up the most of my time um and i, I kind of just want to highlight like a few interesting things i saw there like uh first of all i guess i'll say Towerfall is a really cool game that's an ooh yeah launch title um, it's by Matt Thorson, mattmakesgames.com. He's been doing kind of Flash stuff and whatever for a while. Um, it's a really cool single-screen arena, like, fighting, like, combat thing where you have arrows. Like, it's all about archery. So you play as, like, a little guy, 
and it was kind of reminding me of the Spelunky multiplayer mode that we screwed around with, but if it was slowed down a lot and, like, much more balanced and had... It was just better. Like, it was just, like, that kind of single-screen thing, but way more interesting combat results from it. Like, it's not just mash the bomb button and then hope everything works out. This was actually like, oh, crap, I'm out of arrows, and then you're rolling and jumping around trying to get another arrow, retrieve an arrow, smash open a treasure chest to get some stuff. Like, it was, yeah, really simple mechanics, but, like, really easy to pick up and get into, and four-player versus mode, like, awesome. That was great. Thing is, like, not online or anything, though, so it is just for four-player in-the-room kind of thing. So the scenario needed to set up a cool, like, place to play that might be kind of weird, but if that ever happens, like, if you have a get-together going on, it's an easy game for everyone to figure out pretty quickly, and it was it was pretty fun. Um, Yeah, I played that there and at the Ouya booth. Uh, then I finally got some hands-on time with the Oculus Rift. They had, oh, did you? I never did find in that booth. Yeah, they had one kind of... Like, that was the main thing people were lining up for at IndieCade. Like, generally, there was just a bunch of game stations that were open and people chatting it up and stuff. But the one thing that there was constantly, like, a big line for, like, I probably ended up waiting, like, half an hour or something to play it. But there was a, three demos there for a couple different games. Uh, one was, like, I forget what it's actually called. Oh, Homework from Another World. It was um just kind of a first-person thing you you you're an alien you basically assign stuff to get beamed up and then that's it very very simple like i will say all three of the games i played were really simple kind of prototype games they weren't finished yet but it was just a neat way to experience that hardware that thing is really cool <laughs> like i know everyone's already kind of decided that is the next new hotness there's a reason cuz like the head tracking stuff worked totally fine um i didn't feel like dizzy or disoriented or anything I have glasses. It fit over them perfectly, which I was kind of worried about. Like, I was like, oh man, I don't, I don't know. Can I still play this with, with these on? It's just like, oh yeah, no, there's enough space in there to fit over that. Like, they thought about that. Um, It was not the 1080p, like, new one, though, so that you could definitely see pixels on screen and stuff. But they're working on that. Like, this is not a consumer-ready device or anything. So, just as a proof-of-concept thing, I was really impressed with it. I will say, though, like crazy immersive in a way that is like i don't know like it's kind of unnerving and weird like it's like you put on surround sound headphones put that on you are just in the game in a way that is so much more thorough like to the point where it's almost like i wonder like if someone like kind of grabbed me at the wrong time to kind of be like hey bro it turns up like i would just freak out because it was like something in the game you know just like you're so encapsulated in what's happening it's pretty weird but, um, yeah, I played that homework from another world game. Uh, Irrational Exuberance was kind of cool. It was basically just exploring a 3D kind of space environment. You were walking from, like, asteroid to asteroid on, like, a path that would kind of spring up with depending on where you're looking. It's hard to explain. But you'd basically, like, how your head was positioned was determining, like, where the path would lay out. And then you could look back and see the path that was created to get you from place to place. So you're kind of flying around in this area and stuff. Um, they actually basically just had to stop me from pl- like from playing more because it was over. Like it was like, oh yeah, there's no like win condition in this game yet. It's just a place that you hang out in. So kind of Proteus maybe like just kind of here's a weird 3D space that you walk around in. But yeah. Um, and then the last one was called Sound Self, and it was basically just a meditation chamber. 
Like, it was basically just sit in this tunnel and then hum into the microphone, and, like, stuff would pulsate and, like, change, and, like, sine waves and stuff would oscillate differently depending on what you're doing. Um, and, I don't know, people were comparing it to the James Terrell exhibit that was at the LACMA. Like, I guess his paintings are very hypnotic and weird, and they were like, oh, it's like that, but you just put it on your head and you're in it right away. So, yeah, I don't know. I didn't play a shooter with it, though, so that seems to be kind of where that thing would make a lot of sense, first-person shooting stuff, but, yeah. Have you, you, you hadn't tried one? I kind of want, Sean has tried it before, I guess. I think he played Where's the- Sean tried it? I think it, um, PAX. Was it, uh, was it at PAX last year? I don't remember that either. I think he had, like, a, like, his press access got him to, like, he was able to play Hawken or Dune or something on it. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. I uh, think so. No, I, I have not tried it at all, and every time I see one, I keep missing it. I know a couple people have dev kits, and they say it's pretty awesome, but I've never seen it in person. Yeah, like, it, it was, it was pretty neat. Like, the games I was playing were definitely weird experimental games already, so, except maybe the Alien one, that was pretty straightforward. Um... But ah, I don't know. It was it was a neat thing. Like I was I was glad it worked, you know, without being dizzy or weird. I, I the first game I played did have kind of like it, I felt it was just sitting on my face wrong or something. Like the lens might have been out of whack on the right side, but the other two were totally fine. So that must have just been pretty. Like I was a little worried first off because I was like, oh man, if this what this is, then the 3D does not work at all and it just looks weird. But um, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. I guess, yeah. And the other, like, the main thing I wanted to say from the Indicade booth is there was this game called Seven Grand Steps, which was probably one of my favorite games I played at E3. Like, it just pulled me right in for, like, half an hour. Like, it was, I played it towards the end of day two, and then just, like, totally lost track of time and spent the rest of that that hour playing it. It was, it's it's hard to explain, though. Like, have, have you played Dangerous High School Girls? It's a Steam game. No, there's a lot of scene games I haven't played, though. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I guess what this guy does is kind of make sort of board game-like experiences, so, like, turn-based strategy-type stuff, but, like, with a lot of social observations and kind of, like, I don't know, like, a lot of thematic material just kind of packed into the mechanics. So all you're doing in this game is kind of just trying to move up in society in, like, ancient Greece, like, in the ancient world. But to do that, you're kind of just on this giant wheel, and there's different, like, professions and stuff on there, and you can also, like, have kids and whatnot, and it takes multiple generations into account, so you kind of want to have a bunch of kids in order to kind of ensure that your leg- like your family's legacy can continue, but if they don't meet a spouse, or they don't, if they die, like, if you play poorly, you can just kind of slide off the into the crocodile pit at the left side of the wheel, like, it's constantly rotating, so you kind of have to keep moving to the right. Like, you're just kind of... I don't know. It, in a really weird, abstract way, it seemed to kind of convey a lot about just time and families and social struct- ladders and all this stuff. Like, it was really neat to kind of figure it out. Because I just sat down, there was no instructions, and I just kind of poked at it to try to figure out how it worked, and then eventually got kind of into a rhythm and was like, alright, I understand how this game works now, and then I played like a full turn essentially like a full like three or four generations and got through a bunch of stuff um it's on steam right now um i think it's 14.99 right now default i'm yeah but that guy has made some cool stuff before we might actually end up talking to him on uh the pixel response indie show i don't know what i think we might be rebranding that i don't know but indie talks is what's called right now 
Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was a standout thing for me there. Um, I don't know, Yaiba. Sorry, I keep kind of going. I have a big list right in front of me, so I might have a bit of an advantage in recalling what I saw. Do you want to hear about Killer is Dead? Sure. Okay. Wait, was that there? That was there. That was at the Sony booth. Damn it! I missed like I okay. Here's my thing with E3. I missed so many games I wanted to play, and like there's a ton that I did not see that were even there at all. What was what was occupying most of your time? Like you did a live stream there, I guess. The makers. Uh, li- Wednesday. I missed most of the or Thursday. Sorry, I missed most of the final day because I went to Maker Studios and shot a live stream covering some stuff. I was there with Lisa Foyles, uh, Gerard, the completionist, my buddy. Okay. And uh, Commander Holly. So like a bunch of Maker Studios guys. Okay, so you had business to attend to. Yeah, so that like only half my day was tied up. Uh, Wednesday, half was it was half of it was running around playing games, and the other half was uh, we met someone that like helps set up the booth, so he tried to hook us up with some appointments, so we get ran around for a bit. Oh, okay. So we got to play a couple games, but I didn't get to play too much in the way. And also, I was there an hour or two later because I've I've been recovering from a cold since before the trip. Yeah. So, like, I, I needed to get as much rest as possible. Yeah, I was definitely leaving the hotel room, and you were just like, oh, John's still asleep. Well, all right, I don't want to bother him, so. Yeah, no, I absolutely exhausted all week, and I've I've been paying for it all week, but. Yeah, no, that was pretty much, that was pretty much my E3, was just all running around and just okay. not getting to play as much as I wanted. Yeah, I had so few actual appointments. Like, I had two things that I ended up getting to sneak in on. Um, one of which I can't really talk about. I guess, yeah, I can say Hotline Miami 2 exists. I've seen it. They gave me a really good sandwich, but I can't talk about what I actually saw or anything, so that'll have to be Wednesday is the earliest I can talk about that, so next week's show I'll, I'll All right. get into that. Um, yeah, but uh, let me just let me just look here. What was it? Oh, yeah, Killer's Dead. Pseudo game, Pseudo 51. You 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 know the guy. He's he's a crazy guy. Um, mm-hmm. trying to think what this most reminded me of in terms of his previous stuff. I kind of wish I played No More Heroes on the PS3, because I'd suspect this plays similarly. Like it was like, if you boil down that hack and slashing kind of stuff without the Wii Remote extra layer of silliness to it, it might just play like this. Like it was pretty straightforward, square square triangle triangle fighting a bunch of guys. Um, you also, there's some shooting mechanics in there too, like you do have a variety of gun type weapons you can use as well. Um, I think you have some crazy cyborg arm or something? I, I don't know. You're some crazy, ridiculous protagonist, you're fighting dudes, nutty business happens, that's all fine. The weirdest part of the game was the gigolo mode bonus game, which... The what? Gigolo mode, which... I'm I, this might be saying too much about uh a younger version of myself. Um you know the mature content on Newgrounds? Mhm. This reminded me of some of those. So pretty oh. yeah, pretty tasteless dating sim-esque mini game where you're just trying to pick up this girl at a bar and you have like special x-ray glasses. Um so and like you if you look at her bra or her panties you're like there's a little blood gauge in the bottom left and your head fills up and then you're able to discern what kind of gifts she'd be into and then if you give her the right gift um her appreciation meter will go up and if you give her enough gifts she'll come home and sleep with you and like it's like wow all right like just flat out there's like wow, a what little the heck yeah it was like wow this is pretty trashy business especially in like 
this feminist frequency, like all the stuff going on right now with the sexism in games and whatever, like it's just like this is gonna be a lightning rod if you know, if people pay attention to it. Like I mean, Lollipop Chainsaw kinda was too. Like it's like, wow, is this really necessary? This definitely pushes in some of those same kind of tasteless directions. It's kind of weird. It was like, especially in like a booth surrounded by people playing, like just all around me. And it's just like, this is really weirdly awkward to do because I'm just supposed to ogle the 3D lady and then get points and stuff. It's just, I don't know, kind of weird. The actual gameplay, I'm trying to think, like the main meat of the game. There was a boss battle, like multiple stages, hacking, doing stuff, quick time events. I don't know. Like the main thing is always the style and the writing and whatnot, and yeah, it was violent and action-packed and all that stuff, but the yeah, the main thing that stood out to me was that weird bonus mode, um, for better or worse, that that was kind of the thing, um, and then yeah, Saints, Saints Row 4, they got that dubstep gun, mm-hmm. uh, that everything kind of dances around when you're using it, which I thought was a nice touch, like the cars just kind of bounce to the beat, and people in the street just start dancing. Um, unless you shoot them with it, in which case they die. Which, yeah. Uh, Haunt the House was a cool Vita game I played, where you are just a ghost tasked with scaring everybody out of places. Um, right, this was the game I was trying to think of what the, uh, original version of it was. Uh, yeah, this, th- so this is already a pre-existing thing? There, there was a Sega Genesis game like that, and I don't oh. know what it is. Okay, like... For me, it was kind of reminding me of, like, it would be like if Ghost Trick had just wide-open mechanics where you could just fly around and possess everything, you know? Like, because in Ghost Trick, it's a very structured story. Like, you, you can move from object to object and stuff, but only kind of predefined paths. It's more of a puzzle. This is more like, you can fly anywhere as a ghost, but you can only really interact with people by possessing stuff and rattling like chains or like shaking a box and then popping it open and like stuff like that like and the more scared people are like the more at, like the more horrified the atmosphere is or whatever like there's a little atmosphere meter in the bottom left like the more general tension there is in an area the more stuff you can do with stuff so you're kind of trying to chain together scares so like you make the fridge pop open and a person will be like, oh, and run upstairs and then you fly upstairs to then make the bookshelf fall over or something and then they'll be extra freaked out. And then you try to get their fear meter high enough to where they'll run out of the building. Or die. Like, there was a few people that just straight up fell off something or committed suicide because they were so scared. So there's kind of a weird, dark humor in there, too. Um, Okay, so I found the game that I was talking about. It's called Haunting Starring Guy from uh, EA. Polter guy. There you go. That's awesome. Um, so that was, what, mid-90s? 93. Okay. On, maybe, on the Genesis. Maybe it's similar. I don't know. Like, it, it looked pretty nice, had a nice look to it, and it was, it was pretty funny. So I, I stepped in, like, halfway through that, though. Someone had already cleared out two of the buildings, but, yeah, I figured it out. I guess I just kind of want to say, like, I, I, it's been a pretty pro-Sony E3 in a lot of ways, but I did really appreciate their Sony Vita lounge area. Like, it was just a really nice, relaxed place to play a lot of games. And it was open to everybody. Like, it wasn't because I was press or anything. It was just like, no, come on, we got bottles of water. We got, like, 20 games up here and couches. Like, just go at it. And I was like, awesome. This is really helping out. So, yeah. Like, I'm trying to think. Actual Xbox One stuff, I played LocoCycle. Like, that was it. Yeah, I played that as well. How did you feel about it? 
Um, back and forth on it. Uh, the funny thing is, I met uh, I met the person who does the voice of Iris. Her name's Lisa Foyles. Okay. You, yeah, you mentioned so, her earlier. Yeah, she was hosting the live stream that I was on. Okay. Um, the game I like, like, there's some things about it that are, seem off, but it and the problem is the demo just doesn't show enough. Like, like it how feels that'll like mostly play like you mean or. Yeah, well, I mean, like all the all the demo shows are like you're driving on a on a standard stage. Um, there's shooting, and then there's like the midair combat with like dodging and everything. Like, or I say dodging, but it's like just press if you counter at the right point with the A button, you'll be fine. You keep a combo going. Yeah, it was fun, but like I don't know what to expect. I feel like they're holding something back in the game, and it's maybe it's just they're not showing it in the demo. But I feel like there's gonna be a big surprise when we play it that will just kind of blow everyone away, like they do with all their games. I hope so, cause yeah, what I was actually playing just seemed kind of like 3D Spy Hunter. If you remember those games. Yeah, you know what? That's a good comparison. And that's, like, that's not great. But it has, like, their goofy sense of humor with it everywhere, too. So, like, yeah. you're, you're playing as a, a kung fu motorcycle uh, who's driving, like, a, a Mexican person who is, like, working a mechanic yeah. by the feet. And he's, like, you use him as a projectile in certain points in the game. And a lot of the jokes just seem to be, like, haha, language barrier. Like, he would be yeah, yelling like, something. Yeah, uh, everything that he says is in Spanish, and then, like, there's subtitles at the bottom for what he's saying. Yeah, so it's like, please help, and then Iris is just pretending, being all nonchalant about it. Like, it's just like, yeah, that that was great, or something. It's just like, no, oh, horrible miscommunication. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that'll turn out fine, but I was a little underwhelmed by it. That was the only Xbox One thing I actually played. Like, I did walk up on stage for their Kinect demo thing, but... That was just kind of, hey, this thing works and tracks your movements and reads your heart rate and all that creepy stuff. So, awesome. Um, Dude, did you play Spin the Bottle Bumpy's Party? No. Did you? Yeah, that game's great. Really? I mean, it's great if you... Specifically, if you think the WarioWare port for GameCube was awesome, it does stuff that reminded me of that. Like, if you remember the multiplayer mode in that game, there was a mode where a doctor would kind of tell you to do something stupid. Yeah, no, I love that game. That was actually it was fun. Like, goofy-ass, but fun. Yeah, yeah. It was that. Like, it was pretty similar to that. Like, basically, you have the Wii U gamepad in the middle of the room, and then you spin the bottle on it, and it'll just give you some dumb activity you have to do. Um, Like, it's just like, hey, dance. Like, do the waltz. So it was just me and this German developer guy waltzing around in the Indicade booth, and then it's kind of picking up the up and down motions of the Wii remote. And then eventually it's like, hey, good job. You did it long enough. And yeah, it's just supposed to make you and friends do weird, goofy, embarrassing stuff in a social setting. And then it gives you like weird unlockables and stuff. You could obviously cheese it, like just shake the thing yourself and then like, you know, or turn it around. Like one was spin around. So me and some random other journalist guy were just spinning around. But I don't know. It was it was kind of goofy and funny, and yeah, it reminded me of WarioWare. Um, and I love WarioWare, so yeah. Um, I don't know. There, there's a few others I kind of made little notes of, but we're kind of going a bit long. I will say Ibn Ob is a cool game. It is a platformer where you play as two different dudes, one assigned to each joystick. This was on PSN, and mm-hmm. that was enough of a thing to just be kind of weirdly mind-bending, because you have to kind of cooperate and like jump on each other's heads and do all this stuff, but you're kind of... You can play it two-player co-op, but that would kind of make it less tricky, I feel. Like, I was pretty happy I played it one-player. Like, it was a neat kind of puzzle, side-scrolling platformer thing. Um, 
and Open Me was a weird use of augmented reality Vita stuff. It was basically... Like, did you play um, The Room? Or The or the Box? What was it? The, the Box? The Room. I think it's The Room. Yeah, it's actually called The Room, which is was confusing for me because there's that notoriously awful movie with the same yeah, name. No, I, I did not. Right. Sorry, it's an iOS thing, so I don't think it's on anything else right now. Yeah. But anyway... I was just imagining while I was playing this that, like, if you could make a puzzle box game that uses this technology, it would be awesome. Essentially, it was basically just there is a 3D cube on the table in front of you. Like, it's kind of projecting it through the camera. And you're mashing on the screen to kind of open up each side of the compartment or whatever. But you kind of have to pan around the Vita to look at the right side in order to open it correctly. And it was it was very simple. Like, that was the whole demo. But it was at least an interesting... like an interesting enough activity to where it's like, I would love more weird augmented reality stuff like this. Like, that that could be a really cool thing. Um, and it worked really well. Um, so, yeah. I think that's all I'll really get into. I I played, like, I calculated up, like, 60 games over the course of it. So, a lot of games. I kind of just wrote a little note next to some of the more noteworthy ones. Um, were there any other highlights from the show that you actually did manage to play? Or? Uh, I played Wolfenstein. Oh yeah, how was that? Um, okay. I'm not sure how to I'm not, I'm not sure how to describe it. I liked it. Uh, it's the last Wolfenstein game I played was not the one Raven did, but the one before that. Ah, uh, Return. I think that was Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Yeah, in like o two o three or something. Yeah. Okay. And it reminded me a bit like that. It, it has like that old school game feel along because you have, you have like tons of weapons you're carrying around. You can flip two at a moment's notice. Uh, lots of fighting you could get into. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also like some weird things like you get a laser gun that can cut through specific walls. You have to cut like chains to drop. You can use them for like easy ways to fight robots. There's a lot of like a bunch of little robots you're fighting because this is like a alternate history where Germany actually won the war. Okay. So it's just a lot of like weird little things. It it played good. I was running around with like twin machine guns, fighting giant robots, shooting them in the head, and they had like giant laser cannons and everything. It was fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, the demo they had seemed like it was coming from the actual game. So like, and it was a little ways into the game. I think chapter five is what it said in the pause menu. So it wasn't giving me like the hint prompts that you would need otherwise. There were developers walking around and they had to keep pointing out things in the demo, like, "Hey, you should go this way," or "Use this weapon to do that." Oh, okay. So stuff you would have learned gradually in the actual game is just kind of yeah at you. yeah that's kind of weird so but that's the thing with e3 is like these are super rough versions of the game that they have to work through and that's why they talk to you to see what they need to add mm-hmm. no there was definitely a couple demo experiences where if the person hadn't been there i would have just had to walk away it's just like i don't know what to do like i don't know what's going on so yeah they they definitely seem to be keeping it moving. Like, I got pretty stuck at Beyond Two Souls at one point, too, but they pointed out a thing to me. Like, there was a guy I was missing way on the one side. Um, but, okay, so Wolfenstein mm-hmm. seems... Uh, I got some hands-on with time with the PS4 controller. Yeah, I, like, I mean, I played Transistor on it, so... I, I was. It's kind of neat that that touchpad thing is a button. That was yeah, mostly no, in it, mercenary it fe- You know what? Honestly, it feels good. Uh, the start-select buttons being, I guess, gone is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, what did the, the, yeah, they handle- were just written differently. It was like, there were, there were still buttons, but they were... But like, share is not select. I doubt that's going to be considered select. And yeah, I yeah, think yeah. start was on the other side of the touchscreen. Okay. 
But uh, the shoulders feel really nice because they rounded up the trigger, so it feels a lot more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rounded handles extend out more. It felt overall very good in my hands, and the uh, the indented uh, control sticks instead of like the completely rounded out ones feel so much better. Basically, this is a great controller, I think. Yeah, in my opinion. I got a PS3 one right here, and yeah, I didn't get to try many games with it. I really only got to try like pinball, arcade, and a couple other things, but. That was the main thing. I just wanted to get hands-on and check out the controller, and that was it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get to feel any rumble trigger stuff in the Xbox One. No, I missed out on that, too. Apparently, there was a, actually a specific demo just to show off the rumble features of the controller. Okay. I didn't, like, they would I didn't fire off that. a gun turret and stuff like that. Yeah. Most of the stuff I played in the Microsoft booth was 360 stuff. Like, I played some of the Summer of Arcade stuff. But um, So, what was on Summer of Arcade this year, or what it's going to be? I forget... Like, there was a Ninja Turtles game, uh, Flashback, which I guess is a remake of a 1990s game. Did you play the original? I have it. Okay. But I've, I, and I've seen it in action. It's very similar to uh, Out of This World. Okay. Because the, the guy that was talking behind me, like, to, to another guy was like, oh, man, yeah, Flashback. And they were, like, getting into this whole thing about the original. I was just like, I don't know what this is. All I'm seeing is, like, this is kind of stripped down Shadow Complex was kind of the vibe I was getting. Like, it was just like, you're a dude, you're side-scrolling, you're aiming around in much the same way, and then you're kind of solving puzzles to traverse a jungle environment. Um, and it, I was initially kind of put off by it, but some of the animations and stuff were just kind of weird, and I didn't like the main character's voice, but the actual beat-to-beat gameplay was okay. Um, my favorite of the ones I played... Oh, I guess there's also some game called Two Brothers or something. It's like a... I don't know. Like, I, I didn't play it. It was it was there. I forget what it's called. But yeah, some some 3D adventure or something. Um, the other one I played that actually was probably my favorite of the ones I played for the Summer of Arcade was Charlie Murder, which is just a stylish beat 'em up thing. I it's probably by the same guy who did the dishwasher, like Vampire Smile. I, I believe it is. Like it looks like the same art style, and I believe they said that's their new game. It's Scott Studios. Yeah, and I I guess I'm obligated by just the whole herd brotherhood thing. Uh, there's a My Little Pony reference in it, so it's a safe title for you guys. Rarity is there. <laughs> Nah. That's that's really a thing now. It's a pretty. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm making it sound more culty than it is. I was amused that there was a reference to it in there, like pretty flagrant too. It's just like, oh, weird, huh? Okay, right. That in this weird, violent horror beat 'em up game, it just was strange. Uh, but yeah, you there's chainsaw guys, Jason esque dudes, and you're just like fighting horrible and just chopping up dudes and yeah, it was a beat 'em up, but it was I don't know. It had sort of loot in it and like enough style that might that might be okay uh but yeah that that was probably the the one that stood out and then yeah that that was it for microsoft for me um any others or should we move on to questions? uh pac-man and the ghostly adventures because i walked in <laughs> late on the second day and it was an outside demo so i just walked up because it was empty yeah and I'm actually kind of glad they did because I played the game and the game was okay. It's it's trying to channel Pac-Man world, but it's based on the cartoon for Pac-Man that's out now. Oh, there's a new Pac-Man cartoon? Yeah, either it's going to be on the air soon or is currently on the air. Okay. I was very amused that they just had like a DJ spinning like hip hop and stuff at this Pac-Man booth. Yeah, it was really, it was kind of strange, but like they were giving out sunglasses. Yeah. Okay. Which I had lost my pair of sunglasses just before the trip, so this worked out fantastically for me because I desperately needed sunglasses. Perfect. 
Um, the game itself played like uh, an, a standard adventure game. You had to run around eating ghosts and collecting dots and trying to get through the stage, saving all your schoolmates from uh, the ghosts, because apparently Pac-Man's in high school. <laughs> Great. Okay. Why not? I don't know. The, the game seemed okay. Like, you could transform into, like, a chameleon and stick out your tongue to eat ghosts. Okay. I mean, you could also use the tongue to, like, traverse, like, grab onto, like, these hook spots, and you could just swing around. Yeah. I don't... It seems like it'll be it'll be a fun, like, kids-type platforming game, kind of like the Pac-Man World games were. I guess I just don't know anything. Like, it's like, Pac-Man DX, that's my language, you know? Like, that is evoking classic Pac-Man, but then doing weird stuff. But this is just, like, this whole other side of Pac-Man's resume that I just don't know about. Where it's just like, oh yeah, 3D adventure platforming type things. It's just like, oh, right, I guess you could do that. But seems kind of at odds. Like, I don't know, is he just a guy with, like, arms and legs running around? Yeah, no, like, he's full body. Weird. Okay. Or full body as Pac-Man can be. Like, have you seen, like, the Pac-Man world design where he's got, like, arms hanging off of like, yeah, his giant? Yeah. yeah, that it's that design, but, like, more cartoonified. Okay, I guess, you know, why not? Pac-Man is still iconic, probably, for kids, maybe? Mm, I think he's got some clout still. Sure. There you go, Pac-Man. Is that all, or more? I'm trying to think. I know there's more things I play, but I'm just not thinking on that list right now. I wanted to play Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2, but I missed out just by a few minutes because I had to go to another appointment. Okay. Uh, Saw the Titanfall demo. I had to skip on Modern Warfare. Watch Need for Speed Rivals, which, like Sean said, looks pretty much like the past few Need for Speed games. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess they're also trying to blur the line between single-player and multiplayer, yeah? Like, it's just like, oh, suddenly yeah, the cops are here, but they're players. They're going to get you. Yeah, you can drop, it seems, seamlessly drop in and out, I believe is what they were talking about. All right. It was pretty good. I cannot remember, I thought I had written them down, but I think that might be it for that overall. Okay. Like, it was just, I was sitting, waiting in the airport, and I was just like, oh, I should make a giant list of all the stuff I touched and played. And I, I have been busy since, like, I, I went with friends, I went to Disneyland with a friend on, with a couple friends on Saturday. I had a good time. Yeah, no, it's a fun place. That was my first time, that was my first time being there, so. Favorite ride? What was it? Uh, oof. Indy was pretty good, Splash Mountain was pretty good, um, Space Mountain was pretty good. We didn't do the Matterhorn, um, did you go to Carsland? We went to Carsland and we we were going to do the the one the Cars roller coaster ride but it was too busy like it was a 75 minute wait and we missed yeah. out on fast passes. Okay, so. yeah. Was it pretty packed? Like I mean Disneyland's generally pretty busy but um yeah, no, it seemed it seemed fairly busy. Like uh, there were a lot of good lines like we only had to wait like 20 minutes for like a couple things. Okay. And ten minutes for a couple other rides. But, like, uh, last time I was there, we made this mistake of going, like, on the 50th anniversary week or something. Ooh. Like, tech, apparently the weekend, that was the weekend that everyone would have been graduated from high school, so there were, like, a bunch of people running around at, like, class of 2013 hats. Oh, okay. Still weird crowds. I guess there's always something going on at Disneyland if they're doing their yeah. job right, so, yeah. Okay. Um. So that's it. For E3 stuff, I guess, from us, uh, we're moving on to questions, though, which I'm sure we'll probably have to do with E3 as well. If you want to send us questions, uh, TDP Podcast on Twitter, uh, Top Down Perspective at gmail.com, or uh, check out the Facebook Facebook page. That's a social network that still, yeah. Um, this is from Michael. This is for the fans of Star Wars Battlefront among you. Are, are you a fan of Star Wars Battlefront? 
Uh, I played the first one and liked it. So okay. I guess I guess you could consider me a fan. Okay. Since a new one has been teased, what do you want to see return from the older ones, and what newer features would you like to see? Since the new one's been teased, the new one's out. The new Battlefront? Oh, Battlefront. Battlefront. Sorry, I don't know. Sorry, I was looking at Animal Crossing things. That was a that was my own fault. Oh, okay. Since the new Animal Crossing mind, is out. That was a weird mind jump in mine. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, Animal Crossing. So you want more Animal Crossing like features? Yes, I want to be able to dig holes. I want to live in a Star Wars village, you guys. That's all I ever wanted. I want. I want accurate stormtrooper blasters. Okay. Not like not like movie accurate because that means that they'll never hit anything. Right. Are they actually? Uh, <laughs> are they modeled weird in the other one? Or no, no, no. I'm joking. Oh, okay. Uh, this, um, what I want to see is like more vehicles. I I would love to see. I don't remember if these were in the other ones or not. This might have been in two. Like I want to see like a star destroyer type battle with like other people flying around in X wings and Tie fighters trying to take out big ships. Like as... I want, I want the ability to fight like pilot like the gigantic ships while other people are like using the small ones to try to take out people. Right. So just that sense of scale, like Return of the Jedi fight on the ground happening while there's a fight in space, but they mix. I thought yes. they were trying to do that stuff in some of them, but maybe they were just restrained by hardware and whatnot. Like it's been yeah, a long I think, time. Yeah, I think now they finally have the hardware where they could probably get away with that. Yeah, I, wh- this is kind of an ignorant question, so I apologize to the Battlefront fans out there. Was it in first person at all, or was it third person primarily? I think you could alternate, but traditionally third person. Okay, because yeah, all the footage I would see of it was third person, but I was like, well, if you're gonna make a Battlefield game, like first person, yo. So then I was kind of like, eh. But I don't know. Like, dice, maybe they'll do first person with this one. I'm not sure if that would help or hinder, though. Like, I'm not the guy to ask for advice on the new I think, it would, I think it would depend on the battle, on the combat. I think first person would probably be fine. Like, are you going to be like, oh, none of that prequel crap. Get that out of my Star Wars. No, there was some cool prequel tech. I want and, Grievous like, in it. I want six lightsabers. Wasn't it four? You're right. I don't think he was using all of his limbs. Didn't he only have four arms? Did he only have four arms? You're right, he probably only had four arms and then his legs. So he's still running and then he had... Yeah, okay, fine. The, fine, super grievous. He's got six arms. That's what I want. That's my advice for dice. Make it stupider. Nah, don't do that. I don't know. All they showed was like Hoth stuff in the trailer, so... Well, I mean, that's cables. one of the iconic fights, so... Okay. Oh, is that like, was that like a chief map in Battlefront? Well, I meant more in like the movies in general because that was like well, like one of the chief combats in the original yeah, trilogy. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, like there was always hot stuff like snow speeders, adats, ats, and all that. That would be a good campaign thing. So yeah, I'm sure they had that in there somewhere. But yeah, I, I don't know. it was in one of them. I've played it, but I can't remember which one of it was one or two. I want to say it was one, but they probably put it in two as well. Were all those PSP Battlefront games just ports, or were those original things? Because there's been Battlefront games since. I think one two. was a port and one was an original. Were, did those just not catch on, really? Or I don't know. Well, it's PSP. That's the other problem. I guess so. Okay. Um, that's all I got on Battlefront. But yeah, I mean that could conceivably be great. But we have to wait. There was like that leaked footage of the pandemic thing that was scrapped or whatever, or whatever the third one was going to be. Uh huh. Like that looked kind of cool. It was very first person Call of Duty derivative kind of thing, but still just put that with the Star Wars license. It makes it a lot more interesting for me. I'm, I'm I'll admit. That kind of does it for me, more than modern combat stuff. So, you know, whatever that says. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do, and I'm hoping they'll do something really cool in the future. 
next question here is from Dominic. Uh, with the information we have right now regarding exclusives and console stats, which of the three current gen consoles will we be doing worst best in 2014? Current gen? Huh. So I guess it's like which will flag fastest? PS3, 360, or I guess the the original Wii is gone. The original Wii don't yeah don't even consider the original original Wii a competitor anymore. It, it is done. They they're finished with that. Um, but okay. I don't know. Like I'd like to think. But if, with if, the... if we're gonna count the original Wii, then yeah, it's it's the worst. Then then probably. I don't know. Here's the thing with both companies. Yeah. They're trying to keep uh, their old-gen systems alive while they're building up the new-gen. So there's going to be at least a year or two of releases for both PS3 and 360. Yeah, there's a lot of what's sort of being termed in my game knowledge circles as split-gen stuff, where it's coming up both. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like what happens with, you know, Need for Speed, Most Wanted, with the 360 launch, where there were they were on both. But it looks like that's going to be like a trend for at least a year or two. It's kind of yeah. weird. Like all, a lot of the big marquee stuff is coming to all of them. So it's like coming out on four consoles. There'll be the low res version and the higher res one. But this one has a giant install base already, so we can't not put it there. So I I weird. see Microsoft putting all their eggs in a basket and trying to make the push for one. But if one does as badly as it seems like it's going to do currently, mm -hmm. then I don't know. Yeah, Microsoft. Microsoft has a lot of game or area to ground. Meanwhile, the PS2 was running for years during the PS3 life cycle, so I see them lasting the longest. And with like, I, I don't know if it's just because of the stuff there, but like, there was a lot of PS3 games I was playing there, like a lot a of ton. PSN stuff, like Puppeteer and like Rain. Uh, Killer's Dead was PS3. Last of Us just came out, but people are super excited about that. So it, I don't know. It seems like PS3, especially with like all the plus stuff and whatever. Like, if they keep Plus membership alive, like, I could keep my PS3 hooked up for quite a while and have good reason to do so. Um, and then Vita kind of partnering with, like, on a similar playing field as that thing. Like, the cross-play stuff. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, between them, like, I think Sony will support their platform for longer, maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, 360 does have the giant install base, but they kind of would... They seem more... It seems like they would want to bump those people over to the new one more so, where Sony could kind of juggle everybody for a while, which would be kind of cool. Um, okay, this one's specifically for you, John. Did you ever get around to trying out Dark Souls? No. Okay, he suggests that because it would be a good idea for another live stream, a top-down perspective live stream, he says. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I have it. There's but... a lot of Dark Souls live streaming going on, apparently, but I could sit on that, I guess. I I haven't played it much. Yeah, did you I'll think about it. Like it's a game I mean to play at some point. I I've been debating the idea of doing a Mass Effect live stream where I just play through the game and like everyone in the chat decides how I play. Right, like which moral decisions you make and stuff. Yeah. Okay. But I feel like my my uh annoyance with like wanting to search around for everything might hinder that experience, so we'll see. Mhm. Mm um gotcha. I I I kind of meant to see Dark Souls 2, but I wouldn't really be able to discern whether it was a good direction for the franchise or not, so I kind of just ended up forgetting to do that. I d was amused that there was a giant Dark Souls 2 bus driving around. Like only... I, I saw that too. I think there was a couple of them. There was like a couple of Pac-Man bus too. Yeah, but like only at A3. I kept seeing Pac is back everywhere. Oh, so I guess and Namco my, and my, got and my that sunglasses say Pac is back. Pac is back. 
Not that, like, I mean, if you're a DX fan, he was never really gone, but whatever. Um, apparently there's DLC for that, too. So, weird, right? What? Yeah, Pac-Man Pac CEDX or whatever has DLC. You can play the menu music in the game now, which is huge. Um, that Okay, that is pretty good. But then they also have, I guess, like, different skins and stuff for it. Dig Dug skins. I don't know what that would really do to Pac-Man, but yeah. Some of it costs money, some of it doesn't. But yeah. Um. Anyway, Dark Souls, it's definitely a design thing that sounds really interesting that I've been meaning to delve further into, but I just haven't done that yet. Um, so I'm kind of in the same boat as you on that. Uh, okay, this one's from Ronin. Hey guys, I went to a Daft Punk tribute concert called One More Time that was super awesome and everybody, everybody there was dancing. It made me wonder, do you guys dance when you go to concerts or do you just sit back and enjoy the music? So a tribute concert? Yeah. So I guess a DJ kind of spinning only Daft Punk albums or something? I don't know. I guess that, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, usually, I don't usually dance, but, like, I'll, like, bop my head to music and I'll get into certain things. Like, I went to an Anamanaguchi concert while I was here. Like, there was one at E3 that our, that Maker Studios was hosting a VIP event at. Okay. So I went to that, and, uh, I got to hear Endless Fantasy Live, which is really what I always wanted to hear. Like, that's And I was, I was jumping around with it and just, like, going along with the beat drops and everything, so I had a good time with that. Okay. But, like, I I wasn't in, like, the mosh pit, like, jumping around or crazy, anything crazy like that. Uh, I was in the pit for Muse a couple of years back, and I was going around with that a bit, but I wasn't as into it as everyone else, because I'm more like, I enjoy the music, and, like, I'll be bobbing my head or, like, tapping my foot, but I'm not going to be, like, moshing or, like, spinning around like crazy. Okay. I'm going to say generally... I, I, I'm kind of the guy to kind of stand at the back and kind of just bob my head or whatever. Like, when I went to Dead Mouse and stuff, that's what I did. But every so often, if it's something, like, I'm super excited about, I just can't help myself, and I will just jump around and be silly. And that has happened maybe three times. Uh, Justice at Coachella, I just went nuts. Um, James Murphy of LCD Sound System did a DJ night, and I, I went pretty crazy there. And shout out it out, which is a Edmonton like electronic synth pop thing. Um, I'm pretty familiar with those guys' music. Like it's like I need to know the music I'm dancing to really well, so that I can anticipate what's going to happen and what to do, or else I'll just get too self conscious because it's just like, oh, suddenly the, the all the beats go away. I didn't know that was going to happen, so now I feel silly, and I'll just like shrink back into the. No, I don't know what's going on. So, like, even at weird shows that are pretty crazy, like um, Swedish House Mafia Coachella, like, it's just like, I don't know these songs well enough, so I'm just going to enjoy the spectacle and watch what happens. But, yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't know if what I'm doing qualifies as dancing, but I'm shaking around and moving my feet and stuff. But it's probably pretty bad. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not good at Dance Central. But, yeah. Um, The last set of questions are from Allison. Um, will Nintendo ever put Pokemon Red Blue slash Gold Silver on the Nintendo eShop? And if they were, how much do you think they would cost? No, because without the multiplayer, it's not as fun. Oh, okay. And as far as I'm aware of, they have not rigged up any of these Virtual Console games for multiplayer that would require two set copies of the game or two systems. Oh, I, all right. I, I guess I'd never really... So the big hook with Pokemon is multiplayer, huh? Exactly. Alright, I was, like, playing Heart Gold, it was just kind of like, oh, so I just level up my creatures and I don't want to play this. But I guess if the goal is level up your creatures so that you can then battle your friends, there you go. 
So, hmm. Yeah, you missed a core element of Pokemon if you weren't running around battling friends. No, I was not. So, okay, that makes sense. That's why you everyone has to get up on the new Pokemon, because everyone's training again. And you gotta fight. Okay. But yeah, no, I don't think they'd retroactively put those kind of features into old Pokemon games. So, yeah, that that probably won't happen. Um, You said last week to fight back after that whole incident where those mean girls tore Teddy up. What? Okay, but... Remember, this was, this was from a couple weeks ago. Okay, but school doesn't tolerate... That's the end of that sentence, but I'm assuming they don't want you fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, what should I do yeah. about it in a non-violent, fighty way? Um, That sounds terrible, but I don't know. I'm trying to think. Bullying um, scenarios. Like, I was not above going to school authorities on stuff like that, because, like, come on, that's that's what they're for, <laughs> you know? Like, don't feel bad about snitching or something. That's that's nonsense. But, uh, I don't know. What, what do you recommend? I'm not sure, really, what to say at this point. Let's see. The power of conversation uh, and friendship. Never never throw the first punch. Yeah. One thing I'll say. Never throw the first punch. Only, only fight back if it's in self-defense. Mm-hmm. Um... But also don't put up with shit either, I guess, is another thing to say. Right. Like, or else, you know, like, they'll walk all over you if you give them permission, kind of. Yeah. I guess? Or will they just get bored of it at some point and leave you alone? Eventually, something will happen that'll change their minds, but you never know when that'll happen, so... I guess, yeah. Like, I mean, I did have pretty prolonged bullying situation in grade six, so... And then, guess what? Change schools. So that's an option. <laughs> I had other people help me out with my bowling, and then like I, I worked it out with the people. I'm like, why do you have problem with me? Like, what? Let's. I have nothing against you. And just, eventually, it just goes away. Right. People grow up. It just depends on how fast and they grow up. Oh yeah, like eventually, all of this will be silly ancient history. And stuff. you don't even have to put up with it in the real world. That's the other thing too. Like, what seems like stupid in high school goes away. There might be, like, little drama here and there, but, I mean, like, eventually you don't need to stick around that situation. Yeah. Things definitely broaden up a bit once you grow up. But, man, yeah, that sucks about attacking, like, a favorite toy or something, though. That's pretty low. But, okay. I don't know. I Yeah. Confront it head-on, but in a verbal way, maybe? Just Is that kind of what would work? Just kind of conversation? I mean... I, I wouldn't start anything unless they start it first. Ne- like I said, in any sense, even, even in a case just... like in a case where the school doesn't tolerate anything bad happening at all. Yeah. Even if it's in self-defense, they'll be a bit more understandable. So, like, if it comes up, just talk, like, talk about it, but don't instigate mm-hmm. at all, because that'll just make it worse. Yeah. You don't be the party at fault, but. All right, I don't know. It, it's it's a tough situation, and I wish I could help more. But like, also talk to uh, other adults that know you or know the people in question and see what happens. Yeah, hope that hope that works out. Um, any games you recommend on Virtual Console? Uh, 3DS Oracle Ages and Oracle Seasons came out recently. I say they get that. The Mega Man games are also out, like one to five so far. I think six will be out soon, if not already. Yeah. I definitely echo Oracle of Seasons and Ages. That's pretty exciting. Like those are some pretty cool games. Um, uh, I'm trying to think because there's been so many rich console games. Zelda Two. Uh, Super Metroid on the Wii U was thirty cents for a while. I don't know if it still is, but if it is, get that. Okay. Uh, Mega Man X as well. If you're into platforming games like that. 
Oh man, I okay. I'm I'm racking my head right now, just trying to think. Okay. Well, I guess I guess this would make more sense. Give me a sec. Okay. Oh, just check what you console. have on Virtual Console. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mario Land, Tetris. If you're into that, uh, Kirby's Dreamlands, good. Bonnet Commando was fun. I already said Mario Land. Mario Land 2 and 3 are, are good. Donkey Kong for Game Boy, highly recommended. Pacross, highly recommended. Balloon Kid's fun. The Mega Man games that are on the Game Boy, those are also fun as well. Metroid 2, if you like Metroid games, but remember there's no maps, so it's going to be a little confusing. That one I actually um, found really cool, though, because it's just like, you need to hunt X number of Metroids, get at it. And that's like the yeah. structure. So I, I kind of really dig that game. Clarice Block Ball is cool. Uh, Link's Awakening DX. Wario Land 2 is really good. Kid Aircraft and Myth the Monsters is good. Toki Tori is kind of interesting. And I got a bunch of GBA ones. NES games. Ghouls and Ghosts. Or Goblins and Ghosts, sorry. if you Or Ghosts and Goblins. Jeez, there's like five different names for this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good if you like super difficult games. Zelda 2, Zelda 1, Ninja Gaiden, I always recommend Ninja Gaiden. The Mario Bro games, uh, Yoshi's a good puzzle game. Yo, Wrecking Super Mario World's on that thing? It's really good. Not on the GBA, or sorry, not on the 3DS, but it is on the Wii U. Okay. Hmm. And Wrecking Crew's puzzle game, Puzzle uh, Punch-Out. Yeah, no, there, there's a lot to look, so I mean, like, just look and see what's high rated or see what people consider like the top games for those older systems and then get those. Okay. That's the best situ- best situation really. That might be a huge list, but yeah. It will be a huge list, but you will probably not regret it. Okay. Um I guess just you saying Toki Tori reminded me of Doki Doki. Like Super Mario 3D World had a weird amount of Super Mario Brothers 2 stuff in it. Which of those kind of yeah, like, um, Toad Toad was faster than everyone else. Peach could fly again yeah. or float. But uh, Luigi had his crazy jump legs and everything. Did you do the boss stage? No, uh, we did the first stage, World Four, and the stage where you're riding on down a waterfall on like a dragon. Okay. Um, just okay. Waterfalls. Well, you know, Mario Bros. Two has some of those. But the main thing for me was just like wait. I think I fought Wart, and there was, like, a Hydra, so it was kind of weird. Like, the Hydra was definitely there, but I think the main dude at the center of that boss battle was Wart, which was like, oh, man, that is... I I saw that boss fight, you mean the pink dragon heads, right? Like, yeah, there was a bunch of dragon heads coming up with, like, plates on them, and you had to use the plates as platforms to jump up on dude's head, Mm -hmm. and he had, like, a... It was, like, this lizardy guy with, like, a robe, and it just kind of... Isn't that Wart? I don't I don't remember seeing Wart, but you might be right. If I see pictures of it, then maybe. Yeah, like, it, it took me a while. To, like, I think it was after I played it. I was just like, wait a minute. That might have been... What? Like, it was like, yeah. They might be pulling more elements from that game than I was ready for. So, Shy Guys and Onions? I don't know. Who knows? But I was I was feeling that one. Um. Okay, and last question. I kind of accidentally stole this one. I didn't realize. But, John, you went to Disneyland? What was your favorite ride? We were kind of... Ran over yeah, there. in indie Space Mountain, we're all good. Okay, um, but yeah, I guess once again, TDP podcast on Twitter, uh, top down perspective on uh, Facebook, and top down perspective at Gmail on the internet email. 
Um, do we want to do kind of a game of the show or something between us? Ooh, okay. I I had two already pre-selected. I was I was answering some questions on Reddit yesterday, um, about E3 stuff I saw in general. So I had like one indie and one big title, and I've already mentioned them. But if if you can think through what you kind of saw or what you're anticipating, what's your game of E3 2013? Probably the one I've talked about the most is probably Yaiba. Okay. So Yaiba, um, Ninja Gaiden Z. Yeah, uh, Bayonetta 2 and Mario 3D World. Um, those will probably be my... Yeah, I'll probably give those my three choices. Okay. But Titan... Ah, ooh, Titanfall. Ooh. Titanfall will probably be in there as well. I, I will probably nudge out... I'll probably nudge out Mario for Titanfall, actually. Okay, that's okay, because I'm going to... Titanfall looks really good. Put Mario 3D World as my big-budget game of show. And then my indie game of show is that Seven Grand Steps Part 1, What Ancients Begat, that weird strategy wheel game. Um, I thought that was really, really cool. Uh, so yeah, Super Mario 3D World is my big one, though, because, yeah, I don't know, like, I'm really happy that they're putting that design philosophy into a big big screen experience. That's going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, that's it for E3. Thanks for listening to hours and hours of us talking. Um, I guess, you know, Sean's gone, but... I'm sure he's Oh my happy god, as well. it's been almost three hours. <laughs> yep. But hey, it only happens once a year. It's a big show. So thanks for listening to us gab about games for quite a while. Um we'll see you next week. Remember to send questions and all that. Yeah. Um I probably will not be on next week because I'm still gonna be in the States traveling. Okay. Uh I'll be on the week after that, telling more of my adventures and probably tell some of the stories like how uh, I had to fix a tire. Oh yeah. There's pictures of that. I saw that. Yep. But okay. I'll, I'll get into more description of that next time. Yeah, if all I'm that remi- and if Hotline... I'm re- if I'm reminded. <laughs> right. Okay, I'll try to prompt you. And all that in Hotline Miami too next week on Top Down Perspective. Cause I can't talk about it. But okay. See you then. Embargoes. Thank you.